What's going on everybody? John out here with you. It is Saturday, November 5th. It is time for game 6 of the World Series. I'm going to get my notes and everything else all set up right now because this is big time right now. We're going to figure out if the Houston Astros claim the Commissioner's Trophy tonight or if the Philadelphia Phillies force game 7. So what does that look like and what's on our hands right now? It's Framber Valdez on the mound. Valdez was excellent in Game 2, and in his previous outing, let's, see, let's scroll through this, in his previous outing, he pitched 6 in the third innings, he gave up 4 hits, 1 earned run, 3 walks, and he punched out 9 batters. So to the start of it, the lineup is going to stay the same for Rob Thompson's squad. It's going to be Kyle Schrober with Reese Hoskins and JT Real Muto, 1-2-3 to start. So it pretty much comes like this. If the Philadelphia Phillies do not win this game tonight, it's over. That's all it is right now. And the Astros, they've been around the World Series over the last couple of years. Again, they last won it in 2017. They appeared in 2019, 2021, and now 2022. So the Astros, regardless of everything else that's going on, and whether you believe all the stuff, and I do, with all the sign stealing and the buzzers and all that, but you have to still admit, even with all of that, this is a good organization, and they want to put some of those ghosts to bed, although I would believe you can never really do such a thing. So first pitch going to be underway here is Valdez, so there's a cutter at 95, just a little bit below the strike zone in Schwarber takes this one for a ball. So I'm not entirely sure whether or not Cooper Hoppins is going to be here with me for Game 6. I'll try to get him on for Game 7, especially if we ever get to that point. Schwerber puts this one up in the hands, and he follows it straight back. It's 1-1. So I'll do my best if I'll get him in here. It'll be a two-man broadcast crew. But I appreciate anyone that follows along on the Twitter Spaces side, anyone that follows along on the YouTube side, I'll get my questions and everything else in the chat all set up once we get through this half inning. Just want to make sure I got everything else in on time. And Framber Valdez, I didn't get a chance to actually watch Game 2, but we covered all the other ones here. We'll see his pace of play and how comfortable he is on the mound. They're going to try to see if Schwarber went to go check on that uh, fastball. And that's a tough call there for Kyle Schwarber, but they're going to say he bit on it. And now it's 1-2 take another look at this from the Fox cameras and yeah he just caught part of the home plays it just went across but that was awfully tough there Valdez will get the sign from Martin Maldonado that is a gorgeous pitch and wow the umpire called it a ball and that was like six feet inside the strike zone through the left corner I mean that's a cutter that had the swing back action and maybe the one before that was one that shouldn't have went there for Schwerber. He got the call. Framber Valdez is a little bit heated, and I don't blame him. But that's what happens with those robotic umpires. Sometimes, you know, that won't be the case. 2-2, Valdez off the curve, and he's still shaking his head at the umpire. He said, I can't believe it. I shouldn't even have to throw this pitch right now. As Schwerber is going to get back and dig in. What's going on, Maripol? I appreciate you hanging around all throughout these World Series. We'll see if we get a definitive result tonight or whether or not we're going to Game 7. Valdez already shaking his head a few times. Full count pitch. And that was busted inside. And they checked to see if Schwerber went. He did not go. So that probably could have been a walk that maybe shouldn't have been. But at the same time, grilled cheese is always good. At the same time... 
it's a situation where, yeah, you benefited from one that maybe wasn't a strike. You benefited from one that maybe wasn't a swing. But he ended up getting the walk anyway. It was Kyle Schwarber, so that's still a good at bat. you got to be patient and find your pitch to hit. Sometimes you will get lucky, no doubt about it. So that will bring up Reese Hoskins again. No changes here for Rob Thompson's squad tonight. And this could be an immediate double play. Bregman, toss over there from Altuve. And they get it. So Reese Hoskins immediately, he's trying to get away from those five strikeouts from uh, game five. He immediately rolls into a double play. So he say, I hope the Astros will win the series or maybe by a turn of events uh, get past Harper. Well, you know what? Harper really is the only guy right now over the last 18 innings. The Phillies averaged two runs because I mean, they had two runs before them and then got shut out. So average that out one run over the last 18 innings per game. And Harper's the only guy doing damage. So maybe if you're Houston, you just go with the same game plan. You're careful with Bryce, and you let the chips fall where they may for everyone else. Sounds about right to me, especially because you have JT Realmuto still batting in the three spot. He's three for 21 in the World Series right now with a bevy of strikeouts. So I don't think you need to change much. And Framber Valdez has been the best arm there for the Astros. As that is a gorgeous sinker right on the black. And Real Muto could do nothing but take that for a strike. So I appreciate anyone that's going to bounce in between Twitter spaces and the YouTube side. I imagine it will be busy. And again, I will get the chat question going. Curveball just a little bit off the outside black. And Real Muto takes that one for a ball. It's a 1-1 counter for JT. Valdez trying to go 1-2-3 in the top of the first. Again, all that's on stake right now is the Astros win this game. They win the World Series. And if the Philadelphia Phillies win, we force a Game 7 tomorrow at 8.05 Eastern Time. 1-1 for JT. Valdez taking an extra beat before he gets the sign in there with Maldonado as they put their head down and relay the signs with the nail polish on the fingers. That's usually the way it goes. Valdez will deliver. Fastball a little bit late there. Real Muto caught all of it. Just a little bit out front. <clears throat> so, buck 43 in the World Series here for JT Realmuto. That has got to change. Pretty much everything for Philadelphia has to change over the last couple outings there because they, their bats just went cold when they were pretty much Thanos at uh, Citizens Bank Park. Yeah, that's kind of changed. But maybe the change of venue in the Minute made could do something for Philadelphia. You know, the crowd's going to be behind Houston, no doubt about that. But the venue change, the extra day off, I mean, it certainly can't hurt the Philadelphia Phillies, the way that their offense has kind of petered out over the last couple, especially in uh, games four and five. Bryce Harper will be waiting on deck, but that ultimately depends on whether Real Muto can get a base hit, draw a walk, or anything else. It's two outs. As you get a long look in at Bryce, and JT Real Muto is just now stepping back into the box. Rob Thompson, he's worked with the Yankees, and now the manager for the Philadelphia Phillies, the Hammer, and that actually hit him in the right leg. Valdez doesn't like it, and again, from seeing Valdez for the first time, because he didn't get a chance to watch Game 2, but we covered all the other ones, very demonstrative on the mound is Framber Valdez, and anytime something doesn't go right, you can see that on his face, so you just wonder, again, I'm just throwing this out there, but you just wonder, as it hit him around the top of the left foot, JT Realmuto, if Valdez shows all that stuff in his face, if you can go ahead and get underneath his skin if you're Philadelphia. Just throwing that out there, a little bit of gamesmanship, who knows. 
which way that's going to go. So JT Real Muto was hit by the curveball on the left foot, and that's going to bring up Bryce Harper here with two outs. 373 in the postseason, six bombs, 13 RBI, hitting 250 in the World Series. First pitch, he rockets this one. Altuve with a sweet diving play. Throw over there to Mancini. And the defense there from a couple seasons ago, that's kind of turned by the wayside because that was a gorgeous play there. So, Phillies go quietly. It's going to bring up the Astros in the bottom of the first. Come right back. So, Zach Wheeler, he's going to get on the mound now here to start World Series game number six. And he's got to be better because in the game two side, he gave up five runs. So, they're talking about his velocity in the World Series and the sinker and all that. He's bottoming out right now about 96 when he's normally around 98. Sometimes he can be in the upper reaches of almost hitting a hundo. So it's one of those situations where these guys are this good. You can time a bullet out of a gun there. So if they can find something they can hang and drive, that's going to be some significant damage. And also as well, when you think about Jeremy Pena and Jose Altuve, they went 5 for 8 in Game 5. And Jeremy Pena was the first rookie shortstop to hit a home run in the World Series. So these guys have been doing a lot of damage and kind of driving that bus. And if they do so here in Game 6, you'd think they have a really good opportunity to hoist this thing tonight. So it's 1-1 against Jose Altuve right now as the leadoff is just in, way, just in the way in the bottom of the first. We are scoreless. Altuve takes the hook. That was a gorgeous pitch in the bottom right corner by Wheeler. So Wheeler features a, f a four seam, a slider, a sinker, a curve, and a changeup. He ranges from 81 to 95 anywhere in his velocity side of it. His last outing, again, five innings, six hits, four and runs, three walks, three strikeouts. So he's got to kind of key in on that as Altuve got blown away with the fastball, and that was in the upper reaches of what Wheeler can do right now, which is 98. Again, he's normally around 100 when he's right. So maybe with that extra adrenaline, you might see that fastball velocity up there about another mile and a half or tick or so. So as Altuve strikes out, that's going to bring up one of the heroes there of Game 5. Because again, after the Altuve triple, Pena scored off the single in Game 5. And then he had a home run in the fourth. So it was the Altuve and Pena showcase when they were able to get that big win. So the story of the series so far... And the last end of it was a 3-2 win for Houston. They have a 3-2 series lead. They're trying to win the World Series tonight. It was a 6-5 comeback in Game 1 for Philadelphia when Houston had a 5-0 lead. And then Framber Valdez just said, enough with all that. You're going to win 5-2 in Game 2. Philadelphia won 7-0 in Game 3. And then a combined no-hitter, a 5-0 win for Philadelphia in Game 4. Houston bounces back with a 3-2 win in Game 5. And that's why the... Series lead for the Houston Astros is 3-2, and they could finish it off tonight. Wheeler, two up, two down right now between Jose Altuve and Jeremy Pena. So that's going to instill a little bit of confidence here early, just six pitches into his night. Again, you would think tomorrow would be a situation, if it gets to it, that Ranger Suarez will be on the mound for Philadelphia, and there would be some kind of mix of Christian Javier on what three days rest if that's going to get to that point because he was been he was a beast the last time they played so that's what i would imagine the probables would be there between javier and ranger suarez but philadelphia's got to get to that point so it's jordan alvarez fastball slammed toward the warning track side but kyle schwarber is going to catch it in left field just before the track 
And after one, it's nothing, nothing across the board. We're scoreless. Come right back. Second inning in a moment. So back into the second inning, we are scoreless. It's going to be Nick Castellanos, Alec Bohm, and Gene Segura. And curve to Castellanos is just low, apparently. Castellanos, 3 for 20 in this World Series so far with an RBI. 197 in the postseason, but again, for Nick Castellanos, it's all about the glove right now, which is something that we never used to be able to say, especially when Castellanos is in Detroit. He's going to follow this one almost off his foot and down the third baseline, and we'll do it again at 1-1. So Castellanos, again, he is one of those guys over the last couple of seasons. When he was on the Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds, he was absolutely unstoppable. So if you can hone into that, at least for maybe one night, alongside helping out Bryce Harper, you think Philadelphia can get back into the driver's seat and tie the series up. Can't just be about Bryce. Can't just be about walks, maybe occasionally getting something. Philadelphia's got to find it here. Because, again, over the last... Game four and five, it's an average of only one run per. It was uh, two runs in the game four and then shut out. And that's 18 innings of work, and that's not a small sample size. So, Houston's bullpen has been astronomically good, as this one's going to bounce fair. Just a Bregman, but the, the ball is not picked up there by Trey Mancini. So the fall through there from the... Passover from Bregman to Mancini I thought was a decent feed, but maybe Trey didn't actually get a piece of that in his glove. Obviously, Castellanos is safe. I want to take a chance to see how that looked over here. So it stayed right on the line side. That's the question. So now it was foul. Just outside of the line there. So Castellanos can go back to the batter's box, and now it's 1-2. So my apologies. That was awfully close, but the ump was right on it. It was just foul. And that was probably lucky there because Mancini couldn't pick up the transfer. So we'll do this at 1-2 as Valdez will stick back in. And now he gets a friendly call on the sinker. And Castellanos might have been thrown out there at first anyway if the ball was initially fair. So I guess. But, I mean, that's a friendly call there. So the umpiring, and I'm not saying this, on, I'm saying this on both sides, not just one. It's been a little inconsistent so far. We're just early through this contest here, just a out in at the top of the second. So it could be a long night for both of these teams in behind the plate. Who knows? So now that's going to bring up Alec Bohm. Again, 280 in the regular season with 13 bombs and 72 RBI. Alec Bohm has had some pretty good at-bats as he rifles one to center field. Now it's going to be a solid single as McCormick's going to have to play it on a hop. And Bohm took a couple of chop steps towards second base. He'll go right back. And now that will bring up Gene Segura. So Alec Bohm on with a solid single. Philadelphia's got a man on with one out in the top of the second. John on here with you with Game 6 of the World Series from the local Fox feed. I appreciate anyone else that bounces in between... Twitter Spaces and the YouTube side tonight. What's on stake? It's the Houston Astros. Chance to win the Commissioner's Trophy tonight. The Philadelphia Phillies, they got a win to force Game 7. That's pretty much what we got right now, and that's what's ahead of us. And if Philadelphia does force Game 7, it's going to be played tomorrow about 8.05 Eastern, and I'll be right back on the call. Just on the Twitter Spaces and the YouTube side once more. Hope full coverage will be at hopelesssportsguy.wordpress.com. Gene Segura. That one bounces in between the plate, and it's 1-1 now. As Maldonado made a good stop, he stopped Alec Bohm from being able to get a chance to get to second base. So, from Valdez, I'm going to scroll up here just to look at it so you can get a, a reprimand of the 
pitching arsenal that Frommer features here. It's primarily a sinker, a curve, a slider, a changeup, and a four seam, ranging from 79 in the low end and 94 in the top end. So he's going to use that sink, he's going to use that curve to try to uh, entice these batters to swing about six, eight feet in the dirt. And if one of those things hangs, I mean, you're at a 92 velocity there, you could deposit that one, especially in between Philadelphia at Citizens Bank, and now we're going to be at Minute Maid for Game 6 and Game 7 if needed. It's a home run ballpark, and it can travel. So you got to be careful here if your ball does. You're not throwing 99. you got to use that pinpoint command and entice batters to swing. So 1-2 now. It's going to be Bohm at first and a casual toss over there, and that almost caught Bohm by surprise, but even more so caught Mancini by surprise, so no chance to even get a tag on there. So we'll do it again at 1-2. Framber Valdez already at 22 pitches, just one and one-third innings. So we'll get a chance to keep our eye on that as this goes along. 1-2 pitch is going to get delivered. This one's cued off the end of the bat, but Segura stays alive. Gene Segura is one of those guys that normally puts bat on ball. Again, he was a 300 hitter when he was in Seattle. Still 277 with 10 bombs, 33 RBI. 58 strikeouts and 25 walks, so he is a guy that's going to make contact, and he's a guy that Rob Thompson can trust when Alec Bohm is at first base right now, that if you want to put on a hit and run, even at the 1-2 count, I would be not too afraid to do so. Matt Vierling is going to be on deck. So 1-2 pitch is going to be delivered by Valdez. The hook, and he just got a piece of it somehow and stays alive. So pitch number 25 upcoming here for Fromber Valdez. So who do you guys got tonight? That's what I got in the YouTube chat section. Part of it's pretty easy. Are the Astros winning the World Series tonight, or are you going to pick the Philadelphia Phillies to force Game 7? I'm going to watch all alongside with you. I'm broadcasting on Twitter Spaces if you want clear audio, and then on the YouTube side as I see you guys jumping in and out and following along. Yes, we do live in different time zones. So I'm on the Eastern Time Zone in the United States, so I don't know what it is out there over for you, but right now it's only, I would imagine, like 8.28 p.m. Eastern, so hopefully everybody's not too crazy with the time zones. 1-2, good luck there by Segura as he spits on that pitch, and now it's 2-2. Alec Bohm has kind of been anchored to first base right now. He's not going anywhere. That could have been maybe something he could have gotten, but Maldonado, good backstop there, able to block things. I know Maldonado's getting a little bit long in the tooth, but as far as his defense, that's what he's known for. And that's why you have Christian Vasquez in the DH and Maldonado catching batting ninth. I think that's probably a good decision there for Dusty Baker because they tried David Hensley there a couple times. It just hasn't worked. They haven't got anything out of their DH spot, so might as well use Vasquez. 2-2. Big time hook, and Segura is going to get caught looking at a beautiful hook there. That was a hammer from hell, and now it's two outs. That was a beauty at the top of the strike zone. Oh, no problem with that. You can throw whatever comments you want on there. You've been supporting everything else, so I understand with all that stuff going on, it's always going to be a problem with the country and all that, especially Russia and Ukraine, that's never going to, I don't know how that's ever going to stop. And hopefully it does. I feel bad for the people fighting over there. Matt Vierling. 1-67 in the postseason with one RBI, 0-2 in this series. So Vierling's numbers 
25 years of age, 6 bombs, 32 RBI, 23 walks, 70 strikeouts. Good speed and defense. That's what he brings you there. So you could always throw him in the center field spot. You feel pretty comfortable with that side of it. But maybe they're thinking with the soft tosser and Valdez and Deerling maybe has a chance to get a hold of the curveball. Or just that was a little bit of change that Rob Thompson wanted to do to try to jumpstart his lineup, inserting Deerling 8 and Sosa 9th. See, now that was a pitch that was on the borderline, and that did not get the call. So I think so far, if I were to say so, just, let's see, five outs to begin this game, that at least three of them for Philadelphia, at least two of them for Houston. That's just three on that side, so that's bad. A little inconsistent tonight as far as that strike zone. So these hitters, if the pitch is close, they've got to be ready to swing. Those robot strike zones... They're testing that double and triple A. I don't think we're going to see that in the major leagues just yet, but I also would say it's probably coming. So 2-0. Good job there by Veerling to lay off as Veldez wasn't even close with the sinker, and I don't think he intended to miss by that much. Now it's 3-0. So Mundo Sosa, the number nine batter, is going to be waiting on deck. So Alec Bohm is at first. He's been stuck there the last couple outs here because his single got things started, and then we've been waiting here pretty much. So this lineup might get a chance to turn over here, top of the second. Veerling's going to take it all the way and draws the walk, even though that was right on the black with the sinker right in the box. So again, inconsistent strike zone, and I feel like heads will boil and attitudes will spill over here as far as what's considered. And again, that's not just me saying it. I'm trying to deliver all this stuff, and I've already seen that in between the Houston and Philadelphia side. We're in the top of the second, so look out for that. Emundo Sosa taking his warm-up swings, and he took a home run cut there. He's waiting for Maldonado to get dig back in and behind the dish. Valdez kind of shaking things out right now. It's pitch number 30 here with an inning and two outs, inning and two-thirds. Sosa 333, 2 for 6 in the World Series right now. Runners in square position, 2 out, started 3 for 3. Ever since, they're 0 for 15. So Philadelphia's got to find a way to get things going. And anyway, it doesn't matter what it is. Walks, bunt, base hit, dunks, duck snort, any of that kind of stuff. Get something going. Sosa will slam this one dress foul. It's going to be 0-1 against Imundo. So if he does reach... This is going to put you back to the situation where you go back to the top of the order with Kyle Schwarber. And Kyle Schwarber has had some opportunities, if Sosa does reach here, where he's got guys on base, and the last couple times he hasn't delivered, except for that solo shot against Justin Verlander game ago. Sosa gets the hook. He got it near his hands, still driven near the warning track, and, and he's going to catch it there is Jordan Alvarez. That was near Sosa's foot, near his right foot, and he drifted the curveball all the way to the warning track, and he pushed Jordan Alvarez to the wall. I couldn't quite believe it myself, but we are going to the bottom of the second inning, still scoreless. That was close. So Alex Bregman's going to dig in as we get back in the official action, and 99 splits the plate. And Bregman takes it for a strike. So Alex Bregman, 28 years of age, 259 batting average, 23 bombs, and 93 RBI. As he hits this one off the fist, this is going to go a chance for Sosa as he guns over, throws the first there to Hoskins. One up, one down for Wheeler here in the bottom of the second. 
We are still scoreless, and again, once we get to the uh, bottom half of the inning and turn this around again, I will update the box score on the YouTube side. I appreciate everyone that's jumping in on the YouTube side. It's already been very active, and I'll change those questions there periodically as well. If you want clearer audio, because I know the webcam kind of is so-so on that side of it, you can go on Twitter Spaces at uh, John Ryan Ott. I got the handle on there in the comments section. So now this will bring up King Tuck. Kyle Tucker, again, he was pretty much the hero in Game 1, even though Philadelphia came back after trailing down 5 nothing. Tucker hit two bombs, and he had a single at 4 RBI. And now he's going to show Bun on Wheeler. That's a surprise as he follows that one off. There could have been a fundamental shift there on third base. We're just trying to catch Wheeler uh, sleeping there a little bit. But again... For as good as Kyle Tucker is, again, not also being able to just steal bases, too, at 25, you have Bregman and you have Tucker in the 4-5 spot. You're in the fifth spot in the order right now. you got to decide between Alvarez, Bregman, and Tucker if you're going to be able to keep all those guys and get them signed. I imagine that Houston's going to be able to do that, but that's a lot of money they're going to have to allocate. But those guys are really your trifecta of your core, as probably Jose Altuve soon will be on his way out. Michael Brantley with the injury probably on his way out. Jeremy Pena effectively replaced Carlos Correa this year with the same type of numbers. So you get that a lot cheaper option, which will allow you to be able to sign guys like Alvarez, Bregman, and Tucker. Perfect pitch near the bottom right corner. And that one's called the strike. So Wheeler, efficient early here. World Series Game 2 velocity at about 99 <clears throat> when he was averaging probably about 96. So it is up a couple ticks, but that's the extra heartbeat and everything else with the nerves right now. Who knows? 1-2 pitch being delivered by Wheeler. Way out of the zone there with the fastball. And Tucker's got nothing to do but just dig his cleats in the dirt and wait on the 2-2. So this will be pitch number 14 upcoming for Wheeler. So he's been efficient so far through an inning and two-thirds as Caleb Cottam is the pitching coach, and I almost said Gotham. If you had a G there, that would be what it would say. So picked up now by Tucker, and he just cues that one nicely up there into the bat. Maybe that was just another one he saw. Just to cue that off, he knew he couldn't get a piece of it, so he's going to make Wheeler throw more pitches. So the bun, I wasn't quite sure about what uh, Tucker was doing, but that kind of cue I actually like because, hey, a foul is a foul. It's not a bunt there. He's just trying to get a piece, make Wheeler throw some more pitches. So 2-2. Two -two. For Kyle Tucker, the number five batter in the lineup for Dusty Baker's squad. Going to get delivered by Wheeler now as he gets a sign from Real Muto. This is smoked, but just foul. And that might have hit the foul pole if that was like four inches to the left. That was awfully close. He had some timing there. Tucker put the hands in. He think he was just early as he lasered that one down the right field line. That looked like a curveball. And we'll do this again. 2-2. Still for Tucker. Batting 222 in the World Series. Wheeler gets the sign for Milmuto. I think they want to put the two down there. That's normally the knuckle curve. We'll see if they switch the signs. And they went with some kind of sinker there. That was not a pure fastball. And that was just outside. Now it's a full counter for Kyle Tucker. So his numbers are always really good. 257 in the regular season. 30 home runs. 107 RBI. 95 strikeouts. 59 walks. 25 stolen bases here for Tucker. We'll see what they do on the full count. You really don't necessarily want to walk this guy. But you also can't hang a pitch. Because he can definitely make you pay. Full count pitch on the way for Tucker. 
And that was a fastball that caught the upper reaches of the box, and Tucker sent that one flying on the left field line, and now it's an eight-pitch at-bat, and that's exactly what you want. Wheeler's kind of cruising there through the first, and again, not to say he couldn't do that through the second, but you can at least get him to the average point of closer to 30 pitches if Kyle Tucker can continue to do some damage. He's at 17 right now, about to see pitch number nine in this at-bat. Full count pitch again on the way for the fourth time. Wheeler get the sign in there from Real Muto. We'll see what they want to live now. Fastball again by Tucker. This one he was a little late on, on 98. And Wheeler's going to have to do it again. So Wheeler is one of those guys that can throw you a multitude of pitches. And you might have to show him the kitchen sink right now because Wheeler's got a four seam, a slider, a sinker, a curve, and a changeup from 81 to 95. But Wheeler seems to be throwing up a tick right now. He's up to the 98-99 range. So whatever it is, or whether he's laying out for the World Series or laying it all out right now in a possible elimination game for Philadelphia, he looks good. And they're showing Tucker at the batting stance. He does a lot of shifting on there with that right leg. Try to keep everything all set. A lot of stuff to tinker with. And that's a gorgeous at-bat there by Tucker as he draws a 10-pitch walk. That's exactly how you want to do it. And that'll bring up Christian Vasquez. He's going to be batting number six in the order right now. He's a DH tonight for Dusty Baker's squad. That was awfully close. That was a gorgeous take, and that was a perfect at-bat by Kyle Tucker. There really is nothing else that could be said at that point. What's going on, Sean? How are you doing, buddy? You got so many different accounts and so many different pictures. I know it's always you, but I always see a different name around it. <laughs> so, DH struggles. Trey Mancini 0 for 16. Jordan 3 of 11. Alumnus Diaz 1 for 10. And David Ensley 2 for 7. You might as well put Christian Vasquez in that spot. Makes a lot of sense there, because I would think he is the best hitter that they got, even though he's usually the backup catcher. Just give it a chance. you got to be able to do something like that. So you got Tucker at first if he, after he just drew a 10-pitch walk. Did you do any other broadcasting today I saw with Patrick? You might have been on the call for the Michigan State game. So Vasquez, dig in now. This one almost went off his hands, I think. But he offered at it, so that's not going to matter. It's going to be strike one count. That looked like that might have actually hit him. Oh, so it came back and bit him. This was Vasquez fouled it off, and he hit it right off the knee. That can't feel good on that side of it. But again, it doesn't matter whether you're a DH or catcher on that side of it. You're always getting nicked and bruised up a little bit. So 0-1, going to be set to deliver here for Wheeler. It's going to be pitch number 21. So the pitch count steadily climbing, but it's getting more toward that average because he just breezed to the first. It was Tucker with the 10 pitch at bat that kind of extended it right now. As you got Tucker at first with one out, Vasquez up right now. Perfect fastball, 97 mile an hour, but I, I should watch when I say perfect because the strike zone's been a little inconsistent. Not inside, outside, but up and down. There you might have some situations where, again, that you've seen throughout the broadcast or you'll hear me talk about where it's been very inconsistent. Some of these batters have been a little upset by what they've seen. So 0-2, and I'm going to check your comments in a section in a second there, Sean. 0-2, on its way from Wheeler. This is going to be tailor-made. Vasquez doesn't run well, and that's a tailor-made double play. So Wheeler, he had to make a couple extra pitches, but he's still 22 through 2 as they get the tailor-made double play. And we're scoreless through two. Come right back.
So we're going to go back to the top of the order here for Philadelphia as we're back underneath the action right now as Framber Valdez puts a knuckle curve into the dirt. And I'll scroll back up into my initial lineup. So it'll be Schorber, Hoskins, and Real Muto. Uno dos trace here in the top of the third as we are scoreless. Framber Valdez's pitch count's a little bit higher. It's at 33 as we're just starting as he's through two innings. But again, nothing of much concern just yet. Good job by Schorber. He got froze on the fastball, but he had to actually kind of jump out of the way of it. I don't think there was any way to be able to swing at it. So for Kyle Schwarber, I will say this. In between all the Phillies that have struggled over the last 18 innings, only getting two runs in the last 18 innings, and if you're doing the math at home, that's one run a game. His at-bats, you know, might not have always made contact, but he will draw walks, and he's going to do what a leadoff man's supposed to do, try to get on base and make something happen. That was a fastball that caught a lot of the plate. But Schorber kind of spit on it there. This time I didn't see him demonstratively shake his head, so I think that was his plan. He was kind of thinking it was going to be a knuckle curve or a sinker in the dirt. But normally if Schorber doesn't do something that he doesn't like, you will see him shake his head and kind of talk to himself. 2-1. Again, that's another good pitch by Valdez. A sinker toward the bottom of the box on the black. And now it's 2-2, so Schorber's going to have to dig in here. But Schorber's done a good job of that so far throughout any of his at-bats. Whether he strikes out or not, he's always kind of extended at-bats and tried to set the tone. So Rob Thompson led the Phillies of their World Series appearance since 2009. And again, now he got punched out because the sinker caught the right side of the black there on the box. So Valdez pounded the strike zone over the last three pitches, and I guess... Kyle Schwarber was looking for something else because he didn't want to swing at any of them. So that time I was just giving compliments to Kyle Schwarber and I think I sent him the jinx because I don't know what he was waiting for. Even if it was going to just bite you and go right to Altuve or Pena for an out, you know, throw over to first, I think you got to take it anyway. Swing at it. He's got the power. So Hoskins, he gets frozen by the sinker that caught a lot of the plate. And we'll do this again. What's going on, Ryan? How are you doing, man? Everybody's bouncing in on the Twitter spaces. It's been active. It's been active on the YouTube side. Anybody that you're rooting for in particular today? What do you got going on in this game? What do you feel about these teams? Hopefully enjoy the World Series, college football, all that stuff today. So 1-1 one, one count as Hoskins will dig in there. He's got some words to the Empire, and we've got some weird sounds going on in the local Fox broadcast. So hopefully that uh, fixes itself. So 1-1 one, one count as Hoskins waits on the Framber Valdez pitch, and it's a knuckle curve. Couldn't get Hoskins to swing at it. It's 2-1 now. And again, one of those situations where Schorber had some of those opportunities to swing, and he did not. He just punched out. And it's sinker, perfect location. So here's what I will say. If Valdez continues to dot that sinker that he's showing the third inning in the same spot, you just got to be ready to swing. He might try to entice you to get some knuckle curves or whatever and get out in front, but he's just trying to induce you into a ground ball, and you got to fight your way through it, hit it through the hole. So knuckle curve on the inside and toward the hands, and Hoskins works the count full. John out here with you. I'm watching on the local Fox feed of Game 6 of the World Series. I almost tongue-tied myself as Hoskins. This eats up Bregman, but they're going to say that it's foul. So again, this is the second pitch, second time I should say, second inning. It actually ate up Bregman, but it was called foul. And then again, it was a wicked hop. I'm going to take another look at it right now. 
Man, that almost was identical, as John Smoltz was saying. Toward that right side of the white line, as close as you could get, but still foul. So, Bregman had a couple tough plays there. I don't blame him for banking that one off his glove, but that was foul. As Hoskins knew he could have had a base hit, came that close. Probably about a width of a fingernail. Not even exaggerating on that side. So, full count pitch underway here for Hoskins. Game coverage is going to be at hopelesssportsguy.wordpress.com once this is all done, courtesy of the recorder side of it too. So there won't be any extraneous stuff like when I'm talking outside of it. It'll just be the game stuff here. So Hoskins will dig back out of the box, wait for an extra beat. Now Valdez, that's a cook, that is a curve that was cooked right down the middle of the uh, strike zone that should have been punished. So Schorber and Hoskins take two pitches that they really should have done damage on. But if you're from Valdez, I guess you take it. I don't know what else to tell you here. So that's going to bring up JT Real Muto. You don't want to get camera shy right now. Because I just don't know how you don't swing at that. If that's Bryce Harper, after JT Real Muto, if he reaches on, he throw that pitch. I think that's going to be orbited, but that's just me. So number three batter, JT Real Muto, and the hook misses just outside, about five feet. And Romuto's got the count in his favor. one nothing. John and I are with you for Game 6 of the World Series on the local Fox feed. Thank you for jumping in on the Twitter spaces and the YouTube side here tonight. 1-0 pitch. Waiting on Romuto. Hits this one down the third baseline. Foul. And now it's 1-1. So from Valdez again, not all things concerned, but he's about to throw pitch number 47 through 3. So... I know old-timers will laugh at that back in the day. You know, you're going to go seven, eight innings, no problem. These guys probably only top out at six. I'm not saying right or wrong or indifferent. I'm just telling you the pitch count. Fastball way out of the zone. 2-1 now for Remutos. It's inflated in his favor. If he gets on, Bryce Harper would be next. Framber Valdez, 5'11", 239, 28 years old, out of Palenque of the Dominican Republic. He has been the... Houston Astros' best pitcher here. You can say that as far as Game 6 and leading across, you know you're going to get a solid 6 from him at least. 2-1 pitch. Again, sinker right in in the strike zone, and the Phillies don't want to swing at it. It's been thrown in the same spot where I would say if the box is here, it's right in the middle on this side where you still have a whole other width of a couple baseballs, and they just don't want to swing at it. So 2-2, two, two. towels waving right now at Minimade. Trying to get Framber Valdez through a scoreless third. Hook, and Real Muto is going fishing. Striking out the side is Framber Valdez. We'll go to the bottom of the third, scoreless. So due up right now for the Houston Astros is the bottom of the order. Zach Wheeler trying to get through the, through the order and through the side the first time through. He was aided by a double play. It was Kyle Tucker drawing the 10-pitch walk. That's been the only base runner right now for uh, Wheeler on that side of it. So Trey Mancini 0 for 6 in the World Series right now. Again, 176, 8 home runs, 22 RBI since coming over from Baltimore in that trade. And the reason why Mancini is playing right now is because Yuli Gurriel got hurt in Game 5, getting caught in a rundown in between third base and home. And honestly, too, I would say this in the first base side of it where he would normally be a DH where Vasquez is tonight. There's not any you know, room to actually work with on the DH side for the Astros. They're getting nothing out of it. 
So you got Mancini at first for the injured Guriel and the DH for Christian Vasquez, I think, because Dusty Baker's got to try something because nothing's working on that side of it. So 1-2 is the count against Trey Mancini now. Again, Zach Wheeler has been pretty good right now, but he's got to try to match a little bit what Framber Valdez just did when he struck out the side. 98 just on the black, and you would think for as inconsistent as the strike zone has been that he might get the luxury of that call. He did not. It was 98 near the top left corner of the box. And we'll do it again at 2-2. Gets a sign from Real Muto and nods. It rocks and delivers. This one in off the hands. Trey Mancini is going to take a long walk down the first base side. I think he might need a new piece of lumber. Might have broke that a little bit toward the sweet spot. And we'll do it again. <clears throat> So as he needs a new bat, Fox is going to go ahead and pay some bills on the side-by-side -side with the Geico side. I appreciate you guys following along with me on the Twitter spaces and the YouTube side right now. Again, I can't show you the full game or anything like that because it'll be off of YouTube in a second. But I'll get a situation where I can give you the full play-by-play, -play, and I appreciate you guys following along. 2-2 Two -two is the count now against Mancini. Again, trying to be 7-8-9 in the order. Wheeler, that was smoked down the right field line, and Castellano just watched it drop in front of him. It was 99 right in on the hands, and Trey Mancini gets his first hit of the World Series, and every single Astros player is up on that dugout with wry smiles on their faces and clapping their hands. Because I, I think they know what Trey Mancini can bring. And again, I think they know from the battle from colon cancer and all that stuff, he's one of the all-around good guys in Major League Baseball, alongside with Dusty Baker, when you would say everyone else on the Houston Astros side, I, whether I know that there's fans of the team or not, there's certain things that you like that you know happened and that, that you didn't like that happened. But Mancini and Baker, those are the guys that you want to get a World Series for. Especially uh, Baker the first time as a manager and Mancini the first time, period. Because Dusty Baker's got one as a player. Chaz McCormick is batter number 8. 245, age 27, 14 bombs, 44 RBI, 106 strikeouts, 46 walks, elite defense. And if Houston does win this game, I will have some things I have to mention at the end of it. But I think you'll be looking at a dynasty nonetheless if you already... Are or not, whether or not you agree. So 1-0. McCormick in off the hands, and he might need a new bat. <laughs> Wheeler is uh, breaking bats with the cutter right now, in on the hands. And they're showing Chaz McCormick with his gorgeous catch with one out in the ninth when he robbed JT Real Muto of at least a double, maybe a triple. So after the Houston Astros outfield, Chaz McCormick made the catch and fell back on the warning track. They uh, snapped the picture and got his jersey and everything else all implemented with the indents in the dirt. That looks pretty cool on the Fox side. If you guys are following along, that was a really cool photo there. So 1-1. One, one. The count against McCormick now. As he gets a chance to dig back in. Zach Wheeler. He's about to throw pitch number 31. Again, trying to work his way through the bottom of the order for the first time all the way around. 1-1, one, one, delivered by Wheeler now. And that was a fastball that blew away McCormick, and now it's 1-2. So nothing, nothing is still your score. 
Zach Wheeler has to deal with the runner at first, and Trey Mancini, they got a solid base hit that Castellanos had to plan a hop. And we're really just underway here is in the bottom of the third. Wheeler's gone through two scoreless innings. Frambois Valdez has gone through two scoreless innings. And they're going to chance to look at uh, the chop, and they're showing Trey Mancini in the sign there with the Florida Gator. I don't know, for whatever reason, on that side. That confuses me, but that's one of the signs there. Florida, but we're in Houston and Philadelphia. I don't know. So, Chaz, chance for Chaz McCormick as now it's 2-2. Chaz, Chaz, Chaz is the sign. <laughs> Some of the kids love Chaz McCormick. How could you not after that catch? You're an Astros fan for sure. Waiting on the 2-2 pitch is McCormick. This one is way low with the knuckle curve and blocked nicely there by JT Romuto. So, we'll see right now if Trey Mancini is going to go with the full count pitch. As a lot of the fans have this catch there on a piece of paper there. I kind of like that one. That was a good shot there by the Houston Chronicle. So, before, and I'll say this in the first inning, in Game 5, it was Pena and Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez struck out and Pena got thrown out. I'll strike him out, throw him out. We'll see if Dusty Baker is going to have enough uh, gall to do that right now in the bottom of the third with no outs. McCormick. He got sawed off. And this could be a double play, but Segura's got to hurry. And he couldn't get a feed on the transfer there of the start off at bat. That is the third straight bat that had damage right now is another cutter. Saws off the Houston Astros. You can't make this stuff up, folks. The bat went farther than the ball. And honestly, I'm not going to go ahead and blame Gene Segura for not being able to turn that one because the handle of the bat probably... He had to keep his eye on that one to make sure that didn't hit him in the face before he could feel the ball. So they do get the out at second on Mancini, but McCormick is at first with Martin Maldonado batting ninth and do up next. So, man, he's broken three bats over the last two batters. So Zach Wheeler has indeed been nasty. So it's going to bring up Maldonado. Again, he is routinely the catcher, and he has to be now because Christian Vasquez is a DH. Unless you want to go with Corey Lee, I think he's still on the 40-man roster. He's supposed to be a beast of a young catcher upcoming, but he's probably not ready for the World Series moment of what they have right now. So Maldonado, 35, 186 in the regular season. He's batting 231 in the uh, World Series, 222 in the postseason. So numbers are a little bit better there, but that just equates for what I saw, 3 of 22. <clears throat> on one of his last sides, so splits aren't that good, but again, he's a catcher that's got good defense, that's what you care about. If you can hit around the Mendoza line at 200, that's what you want. Sinker inside, and Maldonado didn't want to get his uh, piece of wood sawed in half, <laughs> just like all the other batters. There's been three broken bats over the last two batters. So 1-1. As Wheeler is featuring that cutter, and John Smoltz just talked about it. That's where you're getting those broken at-bats. He's featuring that cutter, and he's pretty nasty with it right now, Zach Wheeler. But his pitch count starting to grow a little bit as it's at 37 upcoming here with 1-1 one, one count to Maldonado. Out of first, Chaz McCormick is at first. This is going to be too slow to turn a double play. And Boehm is going to get it just in time. Maldonado can't run well, and if he ran any more, he probably would have uh, tweaked a hamstring there. 
That was a good play there by Bohm nonetheless. He knew he had time. He did have to charge the ball. So I'm not going to make a mistake about it and say it wasn't a good defensive play. It was because it was hit right on the hands. Bohm had no other play but the charge. There was no way he was going to be able to get McCormick at second. And Maldonado doesn't run all that well. But that was a good feed and throw. And Hoskins was able to keep his left foot on the first base bag. So now it's two outs for the Houston Astros. And that's going to bring up the top of the order in Jose Altuve. We are scoreless right now in the bottom of third. That's what we're trying to get there right now as you finally hit the top of the order again in Jose Altuve. Strike out the first. Nothing, nothing is your score. Altuve takes a fastball high from Zach Wheeler, and now it's ball one. So Altuve struggled a little bit in the postseason, but in the regular season so far, 30, 300 batting average with 28 bombs, 57 RBI, 87 strikeouts, 66 walks. He is a flat-out beast, nonetheless. And he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer as long as he can get qualified to get in there. I would definitely say that. You know how good he is and how good he's always been. Buzzer or not. So 2-0 as two fastballs have missed way out of the zone. And I don't know if that was actually on purpose there by Wheeler. But you really don't want to deal with Jeremy Pena on deck. So I imagine Altuve again. He's hitting in the low 100s as far as his average in the World Series stuff. So 2-0. Altuve might swing out of his shoes. Might get a pitch he likes. Might just take a ball there. But he's got a good hitting count good leverage. See if he can make something happen with that. And that's a perfect fastball. Definition of perfect is that it was split the middle toward the left side of the on the black on the box. So straight down the middle all the way toward the left right on the black. And that was just a perfect pitch at 98. So they said that Wheeler's velocity has been around 95. He's been hovering about 98, 99. So it's been up by more than just a couple ticks. There's a weight on the 2-1 as Jose Altuve. Another fastball, 97. And that one was a little bit more meteor to hit near the bottom left corner of the box, and now it goes to 2-2. John out here with you. We're watching Game 6 of the World Series and the local Fox coverage. Again, I can't show this stuff on the YouTube side, but I humbly appreciate you guys bouncing in and out. If you want clear audio, you can follow along at John Ryan out on Twitter, Twitter Spaces. I'm uh, broadcasting on that side if you want clear audio or to interact with me. So 2-2. It's McCormick at second with Altuve at the dish. Fastball, fouled back at 98. Hopefully we're going to be away with the wind advisory here in Michigan about another 15 minutes or so. So hopefully the power does not go out. Because I don't want to lose everybody and then also lose the broadcast of this game right now. As we are scoreless. Trying to get through three innings. Zach Wheeler is dealing with Jose Altuve right now. About to throw pitch number 43 as Altuve is going to get set to check back into the box. Wheeler gets the sign from Mil Muto and now delivers. Swing and a miss off the fastball. And Wheeler leaves McCormick at second. After three innings, we are still scoreless. Come right back. Set to dig back in. We are in the fourth inning of a scoreless game right now as Bryce Harper swings out of his shoes on the knuckle curve side of it. It's 0-1. So it's going to be Harper, Castellanos, and Alec Bohm as we go in through right now. Again, if you guys want to like or dislike this, I appreciate that. I know it seemed kind of bouncing in and out there. I don't, I don't uh, hold any punches. You guys do whatever you want to do. I humbly appreciate you following along. As this one's a little bit high there with the cutter, it's 1-1 now. 
So, Tom Verducci talking about Bryce Harper as he's stepping up to the dish right now. And again, you always have to because this guy is an immediate danger threat. He is the one guy you don't want to make a mistake to right now when the rest of the Phillies have been cold. 1-1 pitch, and that is a gorgeous knuckle curve that caught the bottom reaches of the box at 84 as it splits the plate 1-2 against Bryce. So Bryce, his numbers in the regular season a little bit down. 286, 18 home runs, 65 RBI, but only because of the injuries. He won the world. He won the MVP last year in the National League. But the second time he's done so. One two pitches. He's waiting on the hook. Is bouncing off of Maldonado, and they're going to need to have a new baseball. If there was a situation where there was a runner on base, you could have had something good there with a runner in second. But it is just uh, four, five, six. Part of the order here: Harper, Castellanos, and Bohm do up in the top of the fourth. Fourteen of twenty-two plate appearances. Harper's had to deal with it with the bags empty, and that's not what you want for your cleanup guy. This guy's got to do this uh, help in front of him, set the table so he can finish it off and eat. It's pretty much what it lays down to. So Valdez taking a little extra beat here as he's touching the rosin bag, touching his uh, cap, touching the top of the head. As Harper will get a chance to dig back in now, it's going to be pitch number 54 right now for Valdez. Valdez rocks and delivers, and he's got Harper on the inside with a fastball. Nothing Bryce could do with that. It's six strikeouts for Vomber Valdez as he's been lethal. Again, he's had that sweat working on since the beginning of this game. It was a beautiful fastball split there with the two fingers. They just got the sink inside there, so some kind of cutting fastball on the inside that had a ton of movement. Bryce, he tried to power through it, but there was no way he had a chance to actually get to it. I'm sorry on the comment side of it that I do not speak Spanish, but if uh, we do have anything else for an English translation, or I can just throw that on the Google side of it, I will do so and look at your comment. Castellanos. Up next, batting five in the order here for Rob Thompson squad, 263, 13 bombs, 62 RBI in the regular season. Again, Castellano's been a little quiet here in the World Series. He's already down 0-2. It was a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. 194 in the postseason was 7 RBI, but one of those situations for Framber Valdez, he knows that he can get Castellanos possibly again on a strikeout. And for Castellanos, if it wasn't for some of his defense... This series could already be over because he was pretty much saving game one where JT Realmuto hit the bomb in the top of the 10th for the Philadelphia Phillies to get that comeback in game one, 6-5. 97.4 on the uh, sinker to strike out Schwarber was the fastest pitch of the season. So you can tell both these pitchers are amped up. He's running around 95 and Wheeler is around 95 at 97 and 99 respectively. Castellanos a little bit foul there as Bregman would have had another tough play, but this one was way foul. So all he had to do was give that one a look. Still 0-2 against Nicholas Castellanos. So Valdez already has strict six strikeouts through three and a third. Zach Wheeler through three. He's got two strikeouts. Valdez has two walks. Wheeler has one walk. Valdez's range right now is 97 with the upper reaches and 70 with the lowest. So that's good speed differential and split. 19 miles an hour will do you. That's pretty good. Picking back up now, 0-2. This one almost hit Castellanos as he had to just watch this one, and he's going to go back 
touch the batting gloves and get all set up right now. John out here with you. Watch on the local Fox feed right now. It's Game 6 of the World Series. What's at stake? Houston wins this one. They win the Commissioner's Trophy. Philadelphia wins this one. We play Game 7 at 8.05 Eastern tomorrow. And if we do, I will be right back on the call on the YouTube and Twitter Spaces side. So Valdez now gets the sign, and he agrees there with Maldonado after shaking him out a couple times. And pitch number 59 for Castellanos. And now Castellanos says, you guys are taking too damn long. I'm going to step back out of the box here and get settled back in. So 1-2 will still be the count against Nicholas Castellanos. Again, what at least is coming up is Alec Bohm. He'll be due up next. Pitch number 59 from Valdez. Knuckle curve. Castellanos did not go. He thought about it there for a second, but smartly put the bat back. I like the inside of that uh, covering there for Castellanos. He's got that sherbet color on the inside with the red helmet. Get a chance to get a little bit of extra shielding and protection just in case it hits you right up in the ear, which a lot of these guys have now. Some of these guys have the dual flaps. Hell, if it was me up to the bat rack, I'd be having every kind of protection on with all the stuff with the knees and stuff with the ears. I don't want to get hit with the baseball at all. And if I did have to get hit, I'd hope it'd be an off-speed pitch near the back <laughs> and nothing else. 2-2 two -two is the pitch. This pitch number 60 is going to get delivered from Valdez. Castellanos, a couple practice swings as he digs in. Cues it just foul as he got a piece of that from his shoe tops. And Castellanos has done a little bit of that. And between game one and game five, some of the stuff there with Verlander, he's pretty good at going ahead and getting a ball right from the shoe tops. I'm not going to say Vlad Guerrero Sr., but one of those situations where if you put it in a situation he likes, he will reach that bat out. He can drive it either way to both of the fields. Although his average hasn't been all that great, we'll see what happens if what Castellanos can do here. This one on the hands just got a piece of it. That one was rocketed to the right field line. It was about 300 feet. Foul. So that was some immense power there for a guy that I didn't think got all the baseball. Still hit it pretty damn far. 2-2 two -two is your count. John out here with you on the call for Game 6 of the World Series. Glad you can join me between Twitter spaces and the YouTube side. Still scoreless. We're in the top of the fourth with one out as the Phillies are at, up to bat. 2-2 two -two pitch again being delivered by Valdez. And a great at-bat so far from Nick Castellanos. They threw the knuckle curve three times in the mix of the fastballs, and he's not bit on any of those. It's 14, 19, 17, and 13. Pitch count by inning for Fromber, which is a total of 63 right now. That's what's upcoming. So they've made him work to try to get him out of this game. So maybe what you're talking about, a potential six innings might go down to five, and he just get a piece of it again. That was a ball. Castellanos probably didn't want to reach for it, but at least credit to him, he kept himself alive, and he's kept this lengthy up back going. Alec Bohm still waiting on, on deck. Probably doesn't even take the donut off his bat right now because Castellanos is locked in. We'll see if he can make something happen on this full count pitch. This will be the second time on the full count pinch, and it was the, the fifth time on a 2-2. As He's just been taking a ball, keeping it alive, just getting a chance to get a piece of the ball to get another pitch. As both the batter and the pitcher get set to dig in right now, they lock eyes. They're saying, are you ready to go? Castellanos looks locked in right now. We'll see if Frommer Valdez can get another strikeout. Delivers to Maldonado on the full count. And he got rung up on a sinker that was inside. And Castellanos has words. And I do not blame him. I do not blame him. That was a definite ball. 
But as we said, I said this early through the broadcast, this strike zone's been very inconsistent, but it's been inconsistent on both sides. He got the pitch way inside, not close at all, and Castellanos gets rung up, and he worked his butt off to get back to a full count there, and he has words with the ump, and I don't blame him, because I can tell you that was at least four baseballs with of being a ball, and that was still called. So Alec Bohm, he's the only one that's got the hit right now for Philadelphia. He's betting sixth for Rob Thompson. His Castellano should be on first base, but he's not right now. Hook, and that was a strike. So here's the thing. Not saying Framber Valdez isn't pitching great. He is. But if he's getting those calls and he's also able to get these strikeouts, you know why he's having success. You think these pitchers are getting the benefit of the doubt right now on both sides, especially Valdez. As Bohm drives this one down the right field line, just the edge of the warning track. Kyle Tucker makes the catch. It's three up, three down for Framber Valdez as he's through four. Let's go to the bottom of the fourth as we're still scoreless. Pena, right on the box, he's got a base hit. And this is going to split in between Schwarber, and he's going to take the wide turn, and that's going to hold there. So hopefully that ends up uh, being a reliable response courtesy of Google Translate. I appreciate you even following along. So Pena... He's got the base hit, and that's going to go back toward the middle of the order right now for Dusty Baker's squad. And what's that going to look and sound like? I'll tell you that in a second. Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, and Kyle Tucker on that side. And so Jeremy Pena, he's the one that's been doing a lot of damage. And Jeremy Pena, as they do the, the heart thing, I'm not really good at the, the sign language stuff of it, but first rookie in the World Series history with a hit in each of the first six games. He's alongside with Jose Altuve in Game 5. Five of eight, and uh, home run, a hit in each of the first six games. I mean, he's not feeling the pressure right now. He's just going out there playing baseball. And now Jordan Alvarez with a big-time opportunity. He's been very quiet, but what about now? What about a situation where Jordan Alvarez can be awoken and give the Houston Astros a big lead? I'm not going to call it here, but I'm saying that could definitely happen because he's got the power, and he got to be able to snap out of it at some point. Houston Astros need this guy to get going. So 0-1 count against Jordan Alvarez. Jeremy Pena reached with a single. This one is smoked, but this is all underneath it where Edmundo Sosa will catch it. And it's Jordan Alvarez with the out, and that'll bring up Alex Bregman. So Alex Bregman will be up at the dish. It's going to have Jeremy Pena at first, who reached with a solid single. Again, I hope if you're still in here, man, that the uh, Spanish side of my Google Translate actually went through on that side of it, because I appreciate anyone that's kind of bounced in and out of it. And I will update you once we get through the fourth inning of this box score. But there really isn't any scoring update to be alert of right now, but it's a tight game right now. It's 0-0. Bottom of the fourth with one out. Zach Wheeler is about to deliver pitch number 47 as Alex Bregman just digs in. 286 in the postseason with three home runs and 11 RBI. This guy might be in the B tier of the top third baseman side, but don't tell him that because he's got tremendous power and he's been one of the best third basemen for quite a while. So 0-1 now as the fastball was thrown by Bregman, but again, that might be one of those situations where you get a steady dose of that cutter and you get in a situation where you just want to make sure you get enough of a piece of the ball. <laughs> That's how it is right now for the Astros because if you don't, the bat's going to get sawed in half. 
On pitch number 48 for Wheeler now, as Bregman's 0 for 1. Another fastball and another light swing there for Bregman as it's 0-2. John out here with you. Watch it on the local Fox feed. This is Game 6 of the World Series. What's at stake? If Houston wins this game, they win the Commissioner's Trophy. They win the World Series. If Philadelphia wins, they're going to force Game 7 tomorrow night about 8.05 Eastern. Again, the win advisor on the Michigan side, I think, has died down a little bit, so we should be good. So no power outages at this point is my hope. 0-2 is the count against Bregman as Wheeler gets set to rock and deliver. He gets the sign from Real Muto. Another fastball. This one caught way too much of the plate, but Bregman able to follow this one back and stay alive. 0-2. Appreciate anyone that's jumped in between Twitter spaces and the YouTube side. You can get at me, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at John Ryan Ott. As we're going to about to an hour and a half of our broadcast side. Fast-moving game right now as we're in the bottom of the fourth. Bregman still waiting on the 0-2 as he just followed off the previous pitch. This one's delivered with a knuckle curve, and that was a great call there from Real Muto and uh, Wheeler because Bregman was waiting for those fastballs. He was a little bit late on it, and then he was out in front of that knuckle curve. They set him up beautifully, and that will now bring up Kyle Tucker. So Kyle Tucker's got Jeremy Payne at first base. So Jeremy Payne is the lone guy being able to do some damage right now. So if we look at our box score, it's two hits for Houston. It's one hit for Philadelphia. And the one hit for Philadelphia was Alec Bohm. And the two hits for Houston were Trey Mancini and Jeremy Pena. Jeremy Pena is at first. Kyle Tucker is at the dish right now with two outs in the bottom of the fourth. We're still scoreless. So Wheeler will throw pitch number 51. You think the pitch count right now is good for where he's at right now. And Framber Valdez is a little bit higher, but he's been... Relying on a bevy of strikeouts, and he's gotten some friendly calls there from the umpire, but I guess both pitchers have, but especially Valdez with that knuckle curve and that sinker. So Tucker, you're going to put this one. It's got to be quick here for Segura to get this one off the Hoskins, and he does. So we're through four innings. We are scoreless, folks. It's going to bring up the Philadelphia Phillies in the bat rack. Let me go to the top of the fifth. Stay tuned. So Gene Segura shows bunt, 7-8-9 due up for... Rob Thompson right now. And we'll go back up to the top of the notes. So it'll be Gene Segura, Matt Vierling, and Amundo Sosa. He shows bunt and pulls it back in time. And Valdez can't believe it. And here can Dusty Baker. So 1-0. Count the favor here for Gene. As he hits this one on the second base side, it's going to be Jose Altuve. Throw right over to Trey Mancini. One up, one down here in the top of the fifth. Framber Valdez still out there. And why not? 68 pitches. He's been really good right now. He's been locked in. Willer's been locked in too. But I will say this so far for Framber Valdez. He's uh, benefited there from a little bit of uh, friendly strike zone. I can say he's earned some of it, but that sinker and everything else inside of that cutter, I uh, was inside a few times, but he got the call. As this ump officialing on the inside part of the box in the bottom right, and then the upper reaches of the top and bottom on the YouTube side, as I'm trying to show, those have been inconsistent, and I've seen both players on both teams complaining about it. So, Second left-handed pitch with five consecutive strikeouts in a World Series game. Last one to do was Sandy Koufax in 1963, so there you go. Matt Vierling in his previous plate appearance drew a walk, and right now he's seen six straight balls out of the strike zone so far in his two plate appearances. Again, just three hits in this contest, 0-2-0 for Houston, 0-1-0 for Philadelphia.
and Vierling as the sinker bit near the bottom right of the box, right on the black, as Valdez is making a really good pitcher here with the sense of he's locating in a spot where it goes in on the hands, and what are you going to do? You're just going to ground it out. I mean, either to Altuve or Pena. That's his game plan right now, but he, he's been consistently dotting that part of the box, but when he's missed inside, he's also got those calls too. So that's why it's been a situation where it's been tough. Who runs the combine? You got Zach Wheeler on the other side, just breaking everybody's bats. So that's what you have right now. Veerling, oh pound this one to Altuve. I'll try it again to Mancini. So two up, two down, and now that's going to bring up Edmundo Sosa. So again, the interesting part of it, and I'm not saying it's the wrong thing for Rob Thompson to do, but if you're in a situation late in the game and you need it, you got Brandon Marsh and you also got Bryson Stott. I think Marsh would be one of those guys that could be your legitimate power threat. He's just showing Joe Carter on the Blue Jays' side. Some wonderful World Series moments, and that one was in Toronto in there for Joe Carter. We'll see if the Houston Astros win this tonight or if the Philadelphia Phillies extend to a Game 7. If I do get Cooper Hopkins in here, I'd be happy to get him in on this call. But if it's just me, then it's just me covering the World Series tonight. There's nothing else you can do about it. So, top five, two outs. Bottom of the order completely before we go the second time around. It's Mundo Sosa against Valdez. And again, Cutter just toward the top left of the box before the black. And it's 74 pitches now and strike one against Sosa. Drawn on here with you. Broadcasting on Twitter Spaces and YouTube side for World Series Game 6. Glad to have you along. Sinker right near the bottom of the zone. And that one was actually in there. And that was a perfect pitch because, again, what is Sosa going to do? If you if you can't drive it, you're just gonna put a punch it right in the ground, and that's Valdez's game plan right now. As everybody's waving the towels here at Minute Maid, trying to urge Valdez to get out of this again. 75 pitches, about to throw 76. So you think he does have another one, an inning in him at least the way he's going. Seven strikeouts, five groundouts, two flyouts. Now he's on the same page with Maldonado as he delivers the 0-2. Sosa. Had to reach a little bit out of the strike zone, but I'm going to say the way the strike zone's been, probably a good idea that he did. So 0-2 is the count for Edmundo Sosa. Sosa's numbers, 26 years of age, 227, two home runs, 21 RBI in the regular season with 50 strikeouts and five walks. He's normally the defensive replacement, and he came over there from the St. Louis Cardinals, not the Philadelphia Phillies. Sosa waits on the 0-2. Hook, that one misses high. Sosa with the good eye, trying to work his way back in a count. As now it's one two, and Framber Valdez about to throw pitch number seventy eight. So you put him in a situation where I think if you get Valdez through six, we'll get close to the hundo pitch mark, and then I'll probably be all she wrote there for Valdez. That's certainly the way that it seems to be uh, pursuing right now. But again, you give me a solid solid six, and you're scoreless or one run. I think you take that all day, regardless of where you were in the standings. And that would be the same thing there for Wheeler. you got to score some runs. So this one gets fouled off. I don't know if you got a piece of Maldonado. So Valdez, they're showing the sinker there. So the, the grip on this side for the sinker, the curve like this. I can't do the hands. You got a little carpal tunnel here with the cerebral palsy. Trying to give you the designation of the sinker and then the curve. They're showing that. The sinker is just going to dive right down. And the curveball is more like a, uh, not 12-6, but the standard hook. As Sosa, did he get a piece of that or did he strike out? He does strike out in Mundo Sosa. He went for golfing near his right foot. And uh, Valdez, he's through five. He only gave up one hit. Come right back. It'll be bottom five. Astros up.
So 6, 7, and 8 do up for Dusty Baker's squad right now. It's Christian Vasquez. He's the DH tonight. Only a handful of hits across the side. We're still waiting for our first run. So Christian Vasquez, 31 years of age, 274, 9 home runs, 52 RBI, 69 walks, 22, 69 strikeouts, 22 walks. Pretty solid all the way across the board. you got to be the DH tonight because Dusty Baker's not getting anything on that side of it. 0-1 pitch. This one, Wheeler's going to jump for it. He should have time to throw over to Segura to Hoskins and one up, one down there for Wheeler. So pitch number 53 and induces an out. He's through four and a third, unblemished right now. And Framber Valdez is through five, unblemished, as that brings up Trey Mancini. Again, 176, eight bombs, 22 RBI, 49 strikeouts, 18 walks. But Trey Mancini has been a guy that's been here for a long time as far as all the stuff going on. I'll get David in here for a minute here as he's following along. 1-1. One, one. This one's slam foul. Past Boom, and we'll do it again. 18 and his at-bats, and now one for one as he got that in the last side of it. Wheeler said to deliver the 0-1. He's going to be pitch number 55 right now to Trey Mancini. Bust him inside with the fastball. Forces Mancini to back up a little bit, and we'll do it again. If he's not able to connect or... Try this again in a sec. As he gets the knuckle curve past Mancini. So pitch number 57 upcoming. John out here with you. Broadcasting on the YouTube side and the Twitter Spaces side. This is game six of the World Series. And we're waiting for our first run scored right now as we are in the bottom of the fifth. Mancini pops this one up. Falls it off back on the catcher way for Remuto. And now it's 1-2. So Dusty Baker, 12th postseason appearance, Nine division titles, three pennants. He's got no World Series titles as a manager, but he does have... One as a player, and we'll see if he can get one as a manager tonight if the Houston Astros win the Commissioner's Trophy. If Philadelphia wins, we get Game 7 at 8.05 Eastern tomorrow. And Mancini did not go. That was awfully close there, but he lays off. It's 2-2. Pitch number 59 will be upcoming here for Wheeler. So you would think the way that Wheeler's going right now, he could possibly get you 7. I think the upper stretches there for Thompson was probably 6. The way Wheeler's going right now, if he continues to go, it might be at least seven. And for Framber Valdez, I think he got at least one more because he's getting closer to the uh, hundo pitch marker. You know, he's going to be careful when he gets to that point, but it is the World Series. If you feel confident in what you got, they're going to let them go. Swing and a miss on the knuckle curve. The Yacker got him, and Mancini's going to go grab some pine. Two outs now. So Chaz McCormick will be due up next before we hit that bottom of the order again in Martin Maldonado. Chaz McCormick, 27 years of age, 245, 14 bombs, 44 RBI, 46 walks. And again, he had an excellent catch. JT Real Muto drove it to the wall in Game 5. Chaz McCormick went up against the grating there, made the catch, kept the ball in his glove. There was some possible heroics there with Bryce Harper and Nick Castellanos, but if it wasn't for McCormick's catch and Mancini's play in Game 5, we could be talking about a completely different outcome in a series that would be flipping instead of Houston leading 3-2. It could be Philadelphia. There's a lot of things that could have could have went either way. And also, if you talk about Game 1, Houston probably already should have won the World Series. You can also think of it that way. 0-1 delivering on McCormick, followed off in on the hands, and now makes it 0-2. So Wheeler going to throw pitch number 62, and John Smoltz is just mentioning for Wheeler here, you want to check any signs of fatigue. I don't think so, so much right now for Wheeler, as long as he feels good right now. His fastball is definitely uptick, even from 95 to 98 throughout this game. 
And he blows away McCormick with the fastball. And these pitchers are dominant through five right now. We're scoreless. Let's go to the top of the six as we get back to the top of the order with Kyle Schwarber. Come right back. So back toward the top of the order. Both teams have been through it two times now. We're about to be for the Astros side at least. Kyle Schwarber leading off against Framber Valdez one more time. And again, that knuckle curve has been featured. And just want to take a step out of the box and look there with the umpire. Did Kyle Schwarber, but that one was indeed a strike. And it's 0-1 as Framber Valdez will get set to deliver pitch number 81. Again, if he probably goes to the wall too many times with the knuckle curve, then you hang one and Schwarber might bang it. But at the same time, every single time Valdez has thrown one of those in the zone, doesn't seem like Philadelphia is keen on letting it go and letting it fly. But that's just what we see right now. So we'll go back up toward our notes on this side. Again, he got buckled on the knuckle curve, and I'm not exactly sure why, because that one actually split the plate. 218, 46 home runs, 94 RBI, and 200 strikeouts. But I would just say this. That pitch has been effective. It's caught a lot of people by surprise, and maybe they're sitting on a sinker. They get the knuckle curve. They just don't have time to adjust to it. That's certainly what it seems like right now. And now this one's way out of the zone to see if Shorewood Bitey does not. And again, I have to be very careful about what I say as far as uh, doing well in the at-bat, because last time I said that I drink Shorewood and he struck out. <laughs> so we'll figure out what happens here as Valdez taking a little extra beat here with Maldonado. He's kind of leaning on the mound, making sure he's got the pan on the fingernails and figuring out Maldonado what pitch they want to throw here to call Shorewood. He's waiting on the 2-2. We're scoreless to the top of the sixth. Shorewood. Wait on the pitch. This one is blasted down the right field line. It's gone. Kyle Schwarber gives the Phillies the lead. And they've drawn first blood. His sixth home run of the postseason. Round those bags. Kyle Schwarber putting a jump into it. And we have our first run of the contest. And what did I just say about those hanging breaking balls? And I want to make sure whether or not that actually was a hanging breaking ball. This was a sinker that was right in the happy zone, right in the bat path of Schwarber. And he smoked it down the right field line. And now we have a one nothing lead for the Phillies. And we have our first run. So now, pitch inside to Reese Hoskins as Kyle Schwarber electrified the crowd for some and made some of them sit on their hands. Hoskins waiting on the 1-0. Another hook. That one was just low. And I will say this. That one could have been called before that. And now he's not getting the call. And Schwarber, my goodness, what a swing. As he's talking in between some of his teammates, he feels pretty good about all that. This one in on the hands. Going to be a tough play for Bregman. He's got a barehanded hurry. What a defensive web gem there by Alex Bregman. As it's one out now. And the top of the sixth. And it's going to bring up JT Realmuto. So Alex Bregman did not screw around there. He went quickly on the barehand. That was his only chance to be able to get Reese Hoskins. 
Caught that firm, caught it right on the move, made a nice feed over there to Trey Mancini. Got this foot on the bag. That's about as good as you do it there. So when you're talking about maybe 1A, 1B third baseman, you're talking about a situation where Alex Bregman, you make that play, that puts you in the A category because not a lot of guys can do that. I know you're in Major League Baseball for a reason, but that is highlight reel. So JT Real Muto. And now Real Muto gets it against him, and he's looking like, what the hell is going on? I'm the catcher on that side, and now you bust that call on me. So again, now we get inconsistent sinkers. So 0-1, the count now against JT Real Muto. We've got our first run of the ball game now, courtesy of Kyle Schwarber Baum. This one back to Bregman's going to be an easier play, and throw over there to Mancini, and Real Muto is out. It's two outs now. And that's going to bring up Bryce Harper. So they're going to show the pitch sequence, I imagine, with Kyle Schwarber, as they should. Again, I don't see too many light flickering here in the Michigan side. Of it. I think we're past our win advisory, so things should be good. But that 96 caught too much of the plate. <laughs> he absolutely turned on it on the right field line as Kyle Schwarber said, let's go, let's eat, let's go, as he rolls around the bases after he hits the home run. So this is going to bring up Bryce Harper batting fourth. Again, this is another situation. You can talk about it. Bryce Harper, he shows butt, pulls it back in time. Bryce Harper's had to go to bat with nobody on base. And normally that would not spell success right now, but Framber Valdez gave up the solo shot. It's 1-0. Second consecutive game for Kyle Schrober with the bomb. Remember, he let it off against Verlander in game five. He got the damage now in the top of the six against Framber Valdez, and now that one's called a strike, and Bryce can't believe it as Rob Thompson looks on. Rob Thompson's not saying much because he knows, just like the players do, and just like on the Houston side, it's been all over the place tonight as far as the strike zone goes. So 1-1. Harper set to dig in now. Valdez about to throw pitch number 92. You'd think this might be his last. Uh, and Harper launches! Foul! Down the right field line. That had the distance, and that was crushed. But we'll do it again. My goodness. That was right in the hit-me-happy zone. And that was a slider that did not slide. It caught the middle of the plate. And Valdez, Hart probably skipped an extra beat as that one got smoked foul. 1-2. Bryce can set to dig back in, and he's going fishing. So we do get our first run of the game. It's Kyle Schorber with the solo shot at the right field. Philadelphia's got the lead as we at the bottom of the six. It's one nothing. Come right back. The commercials and now in between have finally caught up to the action here. So Martin Maldonado takes the ball. Zach Wheeler has got the lead right now, courtesy of a Kyle Schorber bomb. Third Philly to Homer in back to back World Series games. Last to do were Chase Utley in two thousand nine and Ryan Howard in two thousand nine as well. So that is some special company right now. Framber Valdez probably is done for the night. He only gave up one run. It was a solo shot to Kyle Schwarber. We'll see what happens with uh, Zach Wheeler right now. And he hit Maldonado right on the elbow on the left hand. So that's going to bring up the top of the order there. And Jose Altuve. So that could make things interesting here for the Houston Astros as you have the catcher now reaching. They just want to see whether or not JT Romito and Zach Wheeler, whether or not, and Rob Thompson's coming out as well. Did Maldonado do one of these? He did. He did. He pulled his arm in to get hit by it. That's what they were asking. 
It looks like he's definitely did, and I'm not trying to be a homer on either side. Because Nola and all them said, yeah, let's challenge this immediately. And we'll see if this is going to stand. Rob Thompson's still waiting now near the warning track side of it. I think they're going to let the umpires review it just to make sure. So Philadelphia is indeed going to challenge whether or not they're going to challenge whether or not this one actually hit Maldonado. He didn't stick out his elbow. It certainly looked like on that side. He definitely leaned into the pitch. I think that's something if you're Maldonado you got to try to do. But again, if you're Houston and you're not cheating, you're not trying. That's what Houston does. Again, I kid. I, I understand all that stuff. But that's the gamesmanship. you got to find a way to get away with all that stuff if you can. He's doing what he's supposed to do. And we'll see if that's going to either be an automatic out or if he's going to go right back to the base. Quick challenge. We already got our call. So calls confirm that he's hit by the pitch. They're not even going to say that Maldonado actually went to go stick one of his elbow out. Which it looked like he did. I actually don't agree with that call, to be honest with you. In the sense of Rob Thompson, he said that was BS. You can read his lips. You don't really need to be a good lip reader to read that. But be that as it may, it is Maldonado at first, and it is Jose Altuve. The start, the top of the, bottom of the six, I should say. Pull back up my ESPN box score side of it. I appreciate anyone that's been following along on Twitter Spaces and on the YouTube side. Zach Wheeler is going to throw pitch number 66 here to Jose Altuve. Now, all of a sudden, the lineup turns over third time through. We'll see if Wheeler can get out of it. Maldonado got hit in the elbow by a pitcher, and they said he didn't offer at it. So, we'll see what happens with Altuve. He's 0 for 2. Again, he's been one of the uh, more quiet hitters with the exception of Game 5 alongside Jeremy Pena. So, I think you got to go after Altuve as much as you can. When you're looking at where Maldonado was in the previous at-bat to the Fox side, they showed it in. He was all the way in like Alejandro Kirk on the Blue Jays trying to crowd that plate as much as he could and he got the call. So 2 nothing is the count against Altuve as the fastball misses high. And now the Houston crowd's getting into this. They know it's a big-time opportunity here for Jose Altuve to get to the point where they can at least tie this game at one with one, either one swing and a gap shot or take the lead and have that train go by in left field. So runner at first, 2-0 count for Altuve. It's Maldonado at first. He does not run well. This one's slammed. They're going to at least be able to get Maldonado. Can they get Altuve? They cannot. So, fielder's choice. Altuve's got too much speed. And that'll bring up Jeremy Pena with Jose Altuve at first. So, defensive indifference there. I'm going to look at that football score where you're saying crushing Clemson on that side of it just to make sure. Did you see what that score is? Or can you type that one in there for me as we're looking along Maripol? I'd be interested to know. John out here with you for game six on the Fox local side. Is that a, That's another broken bat there by Zach Wheeler. And he was safe, no doubt about it. But another broken twig there for Wheeler. That's the fifth time in this game. So Jeremy Pena, four for the last six, they say. 339 in the postseason with four bombs and eight RBI. As he's got Altuve on a first, and he's getting an MVP chance. And I don't blame them right now. 27 nothing. my goodness. So Pena, get a chance to dig in. 
It's one nothing score in our contest as Philadelphia's got the lead courtesy of a Kyle Schwarber bomb. Throw there for Altuve. And we'll do it again. This Pena is just getting settled to get back in the box. So game six of the World Series on your local Fox side, broadcasting on Twitter Spaces, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at John Reinot. And glad you are joining along on that side of it. Another throw over there by Wheeler, just keeping Altuve honest. Maybe wanting to make sure, again, Altuve's got enough speed for a hit and run to get first and third. And Jeremy Pena has been hotter than a firecracker. He's been the best hitter all the way across the board. If you don't count Bryce getting walked or Kyle Schrober hitting home runs, you would certainly go for Jeremy Pena as the hottest hitter across anybody right now. Jose Alvarado is actually going to get time to get loose in the bullpen as he's just getting up, supposedly. If Rob Thompson throws him back in a situation again where you got to go in between Alvarez and Tucker and Bregman and he doesn't have time, that could be tough. So a seven-game hit streak in the postseason for Pena. 12, 12 hits in the last 13 games. First rookie shortstop of the World Series home run and ALCS MVP. You could be talking about a World Series MVP if Houston wins this one tonight. they got to they gotta score a run, though. Let's tie it here. This one is grounded through the hole, and this is going to get all two made a third. Jeremy Pena delivers again with runners on, and he's saying, let's go. He is pumped up right now. Why would he not be? It's one of those situations. Do you want to walk, Jeremy Pena? But he hasn't beaten you with a home run ball, but he's definitely getting guys first to third. He could have had uh, first and second, and now they're really going to, I think, to take Wheeler out of there. And I don't know if Jose, El Jose Altuve, my goodness, sorry. Jose Alvarado, he's up, but he just got up. If they put him in the same situation again, Alvarado could give up a dinger. So Altuve's at third. Zach Wheeler is going to take a seat. He's going to be responsible for the runners on first and third. It's going to be Jose Alvarado's job to get out of this when we come back. Jordan Alvarez at the dish. So Rob Thompson has gone to his bullpen. Jose Alvarado's got to get out of a jam right now. 11 postseason games, 11 innings pitch, 5 earned runs, 4 walks, 13 strikeouts, 3, 2, and 4 innings pitcher and runs in Ks respectively. Jordan Alvarez been cold, but this is a big-time opportunity, and this may, might be where I call it. You could hit a three-run shot right now. I feel like he's going to do it. It's lefty on lefty, though, between Alvarado and Alvarez. It's first and third. Alvarez swings foul. He was ready for the fastball, and he was a little early, so he wanted to launch that one, and I did actually call that before he swung, so I feel a little bit better about myself. 321 against lefties, 299 against righties in the regular season. 10 bombs of 27, 998 OPS to 1,030. So, supreme power, supremely talented, one of the best hitters. He's been a little cold in the World Series, but this is the exact kind of shot that you need. As Wheeler can do nothing but watch. Alvarado's got to get out of it. 0-1. Good block there by Real Muto, as that could have been supremely dangerous. But that's going to hold Pena at first, Altuve's at third. Those are your runners right now. It is one out, and if... Alvarado can induce a double play. They got to be quick the second, but they can get Alvarez. He's not the fastest runner. Depends on how it's hit, though. Pitch number three. It's a 1 1 count against Jordan Alvarez. Up near his face, 99. It does not get much easier with Alex Bregman on deck. It'll be the lefty righty matchup that they want for the Houston Astros.
2-1 is the count against Jordan. You think the green light's probably on. I think I would do so as well for Dusty Baker on that side of it. If he likes it, just let it go. Be free and easy here and don't overthink it. So here's a chance now, Jordan Alvarez. 2-1. He launches! Deep center field! 3-1! Jordan Alvarez, I just said it. You got to be free and easy and you got to launch. And I can't believe I have people downstairs that are actively rooting for the Astros. But that's the kind of household that I live in. And I'll have to just deal with it. Because they're a little bit ahead of me. In the sense of when I hear shouts, something happens. So they kind of spoil it for me. But still, that was a moonshot. 450 feet. 113 miles per hour and a pitch that was hung. You just can't do that. Jordan Alvarez has been very quiet, but that is how you wake up his bat when you give him a meaty knuckle curve right in the middle of the bat path. I mean, there really is nothing else you can say. You can't make that pitch. I feel bad for Wheeler on that side of it because if, I, if I'm being honest with you, I would have just kept Wheeler in. I don't really like that decision there because now you're going to, not only did you give up the bomb, now you got Bregman that's probably going to do some damage that loves to hit lefties. So, we'll see what happens here. But that could be a, a gut punch for Philadelphia. Absolutely. And a pitch that was hung in a bad spot. And Jordan Alvarez made Alvarado pay. Inside 100 with the fastball as Bregman spits on it. Real Muto is going to come out there quickly. Calm down. Alvarado, and I don't blame him, but again, you put you in a situation where it's Runners in the corners like that, it, it doesn't matter from the point of what I previously said about the walk. I mean, you'd walk and you still going to do the same thing. Can't locate it there. No doubt about it. That is uh, right on the tee with the knuckle curve. So even if he was a little bit late on a fastball, he's not going to be late on an 85 mile hour curve down the middle of the zone. Are you kidding me? So that's where we are right now with the Houston Astros, and they are in the driver's seat right now to lift this commissioner's trophy, courtesy of Jordan Alvarez, for as quiet as he's been. That could definitely catapult him into a World Series MVP. I know it's going to be Jeremy Pena if they end up winning it with all those hits, but no bigger blow than that right now, courtesy of Jordan Alvarez, giving the Houston Astros a 3-1 lead. Bregman. Takes the 100-mile-an-hour fastball as it splits the plate. Now it's 3-1. The one thing I have to say is this. In the sense of everything that you talk about with the buzzers, the cheating, I mean, the same thing happened with the Astros, same thing happened with the Red Sox. But in the situation where all that stuff is supposed to have passed and they also were able to skate on the COVID side of it, as Bregman launches, that one's foul. They're able to skate on the COVID side of it with no fans, they got lucky on that side of it. You didn't have to deal with the wrath of the fans, which is very fortunate on their part. But for all the times that they've been in the World Series since, it'd be hard to argue that this team isn't a dynasty. But I just don't know, unless you're living in the side of Houston or you're crazy like the people downstairs, how you ultimately stomach this and feel good if you're any other teams right now. I understand how the Philadelphia fan bases can be, but, I mean, I just, I just don't know. It's a, it's a black eye for all of baseball that I don't think will be lifted for probably another 10 seasons in the sense of Jordan Alvarez, Bregman, Altuve, 
all, Kyle Tucker, all those guys would have to go. That's the only thing you could say. And once they all left and you could turn over a new leaf, then I think people would probably reset on the Astros. For me, I guess on the only side, it would be Justin Verlander getting another World Series ring. But I hate the fact, for me, and I'll just be honest, in the sense of we trade Justin Verlander for Franklin Perez. He'll never pitch again. He never made the team. He'll never be able to pitch again, period. And then it was uh, Daz Cameron that could never make the team. And Jake Rogers. And you traded a future Hall of Famer. For nothing, a bag of peanuts. And now he's going to win possibly another World Series with the Houston Astros. So Alvarado can't do much here. He's got the three batter minimum that's been instituted since the last year. Yeah, you can have Sir Anthony Dominguez warm up all you want, but he's got two more batters here. So he's going to have to get past Bregman and Tucker. So Bregman at first. And here comes Kyle Tucker. So we'll see what happens now. Again, he's gone through two batters. He's got to deal with at least Tucker. He's got no choice. This one's spiked in the dirt. There's going to be a chance to go all the way to second now. So things are falling apart here for the Philadelphia Phillies. And they got to find it now. I think one more run is probably going to do it. I'd hate to call it already already, but I think that's it. If it gets to 4-1, to one, I think this game is done. I really do, the way that this is going right now. Because I don't know who else you can call from in that bullpen. I mean, they've been good, but Alvarado, he's the one guy that you want to lean to on that lefty to get stuff done right now. And he's just not fit the bill right now, but he's also been put in the fire situations. But if you're supposed to be the best, you got to get out of those situations almost routinely. He's not been able to do that as Kyle Tucker slams that one foul. It's 1-1 now. 12 pitches into Alvarado's day. He gave up a three-run shot to Jordan Alvarez. So two of those runs are going to be charged to Zach Wheeler. One of those will be charged to Alvarado. And this really gets you in a situation now. If Philadelphia doesn't stem the tide, this could be it. I know there's still nine more outs to work with here for Philadelphia, but time is going to run out pretty soon. 1-1. One, one. This one is way down in the dirt. Good block there by Real Muto to keep... Runner at second in Bregman, but the noose is tightening right now on Alvarado. John out here with you on the call. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at John Ryan Ott. Glad you can join at Twitter Spaces side. Also on the YouTube side is Sir Anthony Dominguez. Continues to get warm for Rob Thompson's squad. It's 2-1. As Kyle Tucker might have the opportunity to launch here. Instead, he's going to watch the sinker miss the play from about six feet down by the knees. And we'll do it again. 3-1 is the count. It's gut check time here for the Phillies. They've got to get out of this right now and strand this runner. The damage has already been done. Any more, and you would think it's over. 3-1. Tucker can swing out of his shoes if he wants or take a ball. This one is swung out of his shoes with the sinker followed on the first base line. That's a full count. So Kyle Tucker, 257, 30 home runs, 107 RBI, 95 strikeouts, 59 walks, 25 stolen bases. The only thing Houston's got to figure out over the next couple of years, and again, they won't care after winning this World Series tonight if they do so. Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, and Kyle Tucker will be free agents in two years. So the core of your team's got to be kept together, and they're all at the right ages between 25, 28, and 25 respectively. 
I don't think there really is any questions about what you need to do next. If you're the Houston Astros, you just keep the train going and you make sure you got Alvarez, Bregman, and Tucker signed so you can go back and do this again next year. Again, Philadelphia's still got nine more outs to work with, but holding this runner at second is paramount right now. That's Bregman. Alvarado's already given up the big bomb to Jordan Alvarez. It's been about 37 at-bats for Alvarez until he finally, stri finally struck for a big one, but it was a knuckle curve right down the middle. Nothing else he could do with it. And courtesy of Framber Valdez, only giving up one run to Kyle Schwarber. He was excellent with the strikeout. He got some calls, but Zach Wheeler also got some calls too. But Valdez got more, definitely no doubt about that. As this one's fouled again down the first baseline. <coughs> Apologies. Full count pitch. Alvarado, four bullpen appearances. Bilotti with three, Brogdon with three, Eflin with three. So... Alvarado's been the key guy, but Alvarado's been the key guy that's also been bit like the mosquito to the human being. Not been good. It's been itchy, and it's been uncomfortable here. 0-1 is Tucker in this game. It's still a full count. He's waiting on the third full count offering. And this one is a swing and a miss. It looked like he almost timed that, maybe about a beat and a half earlier. That would have been slammed on the right field line. It would have been 5-1. So Thompson looks at Alvarado now with a three-batter minimum. And if that is the end for Alvarado, I think he's going to find it hard to sleep at night. Because when you have Presley, Montero, Abreu, Harris, Stanek, all those guys, you talked about Philadelphia and their bullpen in the World Series, as it is it for Alvarado. You talk about the way that that's been. The Houston bullpen has been absolutely untouchable, especially on the World Series side, as Jordan Alvarez... It's the big shot. We got another out left in the sixth to get, but it's a 3-1 now for the Houston Astros as they try to win the Commissioner's Trophy tonight. Come right back. So Sir Anthony Dominguez, he's going to have to clean up the mess that Alvarado left, and this is going to be a big swing by Vasquez, and now it goes 1-1. Again, the final line is done there for Wheeler. I thought he was really good, but again, the final line is going to look a little bad in the sense of 5-1 and one innings. Uh, three hits, two earned runs, five strikeouts, five and a third. And because of he was stuck with the Altuve and Pena at third and first, Alvarado comes in and try to believe. It's Jordan Alvarez with a hanging knuckle curve, and it's 3-1. Kyle Schwarber just gave the Philadelphia Phillies a one nothing lead with a leadoff home run, and Jordan Alvarez countered with a three-run shot. So you're talking about Pena, Alvarez, Altuve, Pena, he's been doing the damage the whole way through and carrying the load right now. And the rookie, I mean, he's been exceptional. And Jordan Alvarez finally broke through with a pitch that he really had to crush. There's no doubt about it. So Sir Anthony Dominguez, we'll see if it's just a, uh, a third of an inning here, if he just gets the final out. But, I mean, if I'm Jose Alvarado, I'm also feeling a little bit sick to my stomach as far as all that stuff because when he hung that pitch to that kind of hitter, I mean, you're just asking for it. So 2-2. Two, two. Vasquez ropes this one down the left field line. This is going to score another run. This is going to chance for Bregman. That's four straight runs for the Houston Astros, and they're rolling now. After the three-run shot, Bregman got on base with the walk, and now Vasquez gets a double. It's 4-1 Houston, and the Phillies are on the brink. There is no doubt about it right now. I already said this would be church by the time they had four runs, and I, I really believe that. Because now you're at a situation where I think 
Alvarado giving up that shot, whether it's fair or unfair. I think he let everybody in Philly. I think they made their hearts drop. And you got everyone else going on there in the bullpen. They're not going to feel too confident either. So they're going to need a stopper as they're doing the Steph Curry night-night with Christian Vasquez, which is kind of also pissing me off. But again, I'll try to not uh, get too angry about that. Again, I have to just watch it and take my medicine as this team continues to win. I guess Justin Verlander gets a World Series ring, but if you're outside of Houston, I just don't know. I really don't. 0-1 as Dominguez looks off for Vasquez. And we'll do it again. Again, Houston, I don't know why they're booing. They don't really have much to boo about right now. they got to feel good right now. As all these guys, you pay about $3,500 for a ticket, and you get a chance to see something really good, you should be enjoying yourself. 0-50, is Trey Mancini right now, 1-2 for two in the third. And that was his first hit in the postseason, again, to the bingo at 0-50. See if Mancini can do it again. I'll just keep telling myself it's good for Mancini and Dusty Baker. I'll try to rationalize it the way that I can. As Mancini took too much of a cut, a little bit mad with himself as he digs back into the box. But again, not too much to be mad about if you're a Houston Astros fan. It's 4-1. Vasquez is at first. Bregman just scored off of the Vasquez hit. And then Jordan Alvarez with a three-run shot. It's 4-1 Houston. And all they got to do is get the final nine outs against Philadelphia, and that'll be lights out. This could be a base hit. Down the middle, great play by Segura. Did he actually get that out? Wow! What a stretch by Hoskins! As Segura makes the play, Houston does the heavy damage. It's 4-1, but that was a great play by Segura. Come right back, we go to the 7th. 4-1, Houston's 9 outs away from the Commissioner's Trophy. So 4-1 is your score now. The Houston Astros have the lead. It was Jordan Alvarez and Alex Bregman that scored the last couple runs. And Christian Vasquez drove in Alex Bregman. And Philadelphia has got to answer. They've got nine outs left in their postseason run. They've taken the Houston Astros to six games. It's a commendable effort right now. We know how good Houston's been. I think all the situations when everyone said Houston and five, I thought that was a little short-sighted. But again, I was one of those ones, I'll be completely honest with you, regardless how I feel about it, I took Houston and six. And it certainly seems to be that way of it. I put that before this even started. But again, when I'm watching this stuff and I'm trying to be impartial, it's really hard. Because I think about all the other stuff that's been going on over the last few years, not to mention the Boston Red Sox too, and the fact that this team essentially got to skate away on the COVID side, and all they had to do was give up two of their first-round draft picks. And then you go out and get Dusty Baker to bring that stuff back in. So how did they really even get punished? I don't know. So Nick Castellanos will pop this one into Altuve. And one up, one down on the top of the seventh. Christian Javier, last three games, will do this. Six innings scoreless. Justin Verlander, five innings, four hits, one run. From Valdez, six-inning pitch, two hits, one run. That is exactly what you want if you're the Houston Astros. That means everybody's doing the damn job. And that's exactly what they're doing right now. And they've gotten clutch hitting at the right time when they needed it. Again, you could say it as easy as you like with uh, Jordan Alvarez, but it's the truth. Lowest bullpen ERA in a single postseason. 2022 Astros are .87 minimum 25 innings pitched. So I will make sure that I put that in there as well. 
So we'll just do this, 0.87, minimum 25, and that's going to go up even more. Brian Abreu will be waiting. So that's just for now. That's just for the sixth. So I just make sure I put that in my notes. As Bohm will swing and miss. It's now 0-2. The Houston Astros are eight outs away for immortality right now. It's 4-1 your score line. John on here with you watching the local Fox feed trying to relay on the YouTube side and the Twitter Spaces side. Alec Bohm. Has to go against Hector Neris. Pitch number seven out coming from Neris. It's a 0-2 count. And the fastball blows him away. Seven outs to go. Hector Neris has an electrifying fastball, but he also has a devastating sinker and a devastating split. So when you think about that fastball to set you up and then put that split down and away, there, what do you do? I mean, this bullpen here, again, this was through six innings. Their their ERA is .87 under their bullpen. And the ERA for Dusty Baker's squad in their bullpen, that's all righties. There's no lefties. They don't care about mismatches or anything else like that. Between the opposite-handedness, they're going to get you out. And that's what they've shown right now. So Naris is going to get a chance now to dig back in as I'll go back on the top of my notes. It'll be Gene Segura. Philadelphia's got to get something going right now. On the top of the seven with two outs. Segura swings and misses. He was late on a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. But again, that splitter, that can be devastating too. So you pick one or the other to swing at, and you don't time it right. You can look foolish, even on a 95. 0-1 now against Gene Segura. As Harris gets a sign quickly there, he's going to go right with the split. That's what it seems like on my side. And he does. That one was a little higher action in the strike zone, and Segura got a piece of it, 0-2. If Segura does reach, that will bring up Matt Veerling, and that will also be a situation for my liking that you have Brandon Marsh on the bench. I'm surprised D.D. Gregorius, I don't think he was injured. He wasn't even active on that side of it as well. But Brandon Marsh is available to pinch hit, and you would think at some point he'd have to do it. 0-2 against Segura. And Segura went. The Houston Astros are six outs away from immortality, but they will go back to bat first in the bottom of the seventh, up 4-1. Come right back. So if you want a game recap, you just look no further than the sixth inning because it was Robert Valdez and Zach Wheeler going all the way through. It was Zach Wheeler having to depart within five and a third innings. He gave up. Well, part of it at least is his fault because the two runners are on first and third in between uh, Altuve and Pena in the sense of a three-run shot from Jordan Alvarez. That was Jose Alvarado that gave it up, but two runs were charged to uh, Wheeler. And then at the beginning of it, it was Framber Valdez. All he did was give up a solo shot to Kyle Schwarber. So it's 4-1 as we head to the... Bottom of the seventh, and again, I will update the box score after we get to this and go to the top of the eighth. So the Houston Astros getting back up to the bat rack now. So we're going to go ahead and go back to this side of the order. So it's going to be Chaz McCormick. It'll be 8-9-1. McCormick, Maldonado, and Jose Altuve. Again, I humbly appreciate everyone going between Twitter spaces and the YouTube side. It's been busy all night. So thank you so much for following along on that side of it. I know I can't broadcast the game, but hopefully the play-by-play -play does help. So 
and this one went off of the umpire and mold and Romuto just wanted to make sure that everything was okay. As we get a new pitcher here for Rob Thompson's squad, Zach Eflin, nine and two thirds. So players remaining from the 2017 team that won was Altuve, Bregman, Gurriel, McCullers, and Verlander. So again, I, I understand for some of that, but I mean, until you kind of change some of that stuff around there with Bregman and Altuve, then that's where I say then you can hit the reset button. I really don't care about all the other stuff after that. But until that happens, until you turn that leaf over, you got remnants of that team there where I just don't know how. Unless you live in Houston. I don't blame you if you live in Houston. But if you're outside of that and you're rooting for one side, I, that's that's rough. But again, Philadelphia is always kind of a city. Not to uh, hate on any Philadelphia fans because the Eagles are 8-0 and everyone else is doing well. Every fan base has their problems. <laughs> Even in Detroit, but we just never win anything. So 2-2 two, two is the count. McCormick will follow this knuckle curve just off F1. Knuckle, knuckle curve is pretty good here for F1 and the fastball. He's, he's got a lot of split to it, a lot of dart down in the zone. He's very active with that, but he can play on both sides. He's been a pretty good arm here for Rob Thompson's squad. Normally everybody's been good. It's just been Alvarado that's been bit the last couple times, and he can't give up the key shots, and that's what he did. This swing and a miss as he bunched up McCormick inside there with a two-seam, and he's going to go grab some pine as he uh, throws out the obligatory F-bomb. So that's going to bring up Martin Maldonado. John out here with you, following alongside on the local Fox feed. You can watch the Fox feed side on any of it. And I think you can also watch on uh, MLB Network for ES or the Deportes side, Spanish side of it, just in case you want to follow along on that side. I did have a couple comments on the YouTube side, so if I do get anything that's in Spanish, I'll just have to have the Google Translate ready again as it's 0-1 against Maldonado, but I really appreciate it, you guys jumping in and out. So Eflin about to throw pitch number 8. Knuckle curve again, way out in front was Martin Maldonado, and make it 0-2. Now Houston, here's the one thing, probably in a good spot to win this game with a 4-1 lead, no doubt about it, because Philadelphia's only got 6 runs left. If you got opportunity to add runs, don't hesitate, don't fall asleep. And behind the dish, you got to make sure you make it count. If you got a pitch that you like, you better swing at it. And if you have a chance to uh, take a walk or anything else, you better take it because you don't. You get 27 outs for a reason. Again, I know it's an easy thing to say. If you're Houston, you want to make sure you put a kill shot in between this, not just three runs that it is a 4-1. If you can get a couple extra runs here, that could be it. So one-two. Knuckle curve. Maldonado got a lot of it. This is just before the warning track, though. Good running catch there by Schwarber. Got just underneath it. Man, if he waited an extra maybe half a beat, that could have been gone. As this goes back to the top of the order again in Jose Altuve. So take your pick. And between Altuve, Pena, Alvarez, Bregman, Tucker, everybody's doing damage to the 1 through 5. And good teams will do that. That's why they're in the top part of the order and the meat part of the order. Philadelphia, over their last three games, they've only averaged one run. And that's not going to get it done. That's all there is to say to it. I can say whatever I want <clears throat> about how I feel. And I know a lot of you guys would agree on certain things. And if you're a Houston fan, maybe not. You can say it's sour grapes. I get it. I'm not going to complain about it. But one of those situations where if you're Philadelphia, your bats have gone ice cold over the last three games. And the Houston bullpen pitching has got a lot to do with it. And a lot of those guys are just really damn good. Knuckle curve a little bit outside, and Altuve takes it for a ball. There's Jeremy Pena. 
is waiting on deck. It's a 1-1 count. John Hunter with you watching the uh, local World Series here on the Fox Feed Michigan. 3-2 series lead for the Houston Astros. They are six outs away for immortality, winning the Commissioner's Trophy. That was Altuve. They got buckled there a little bit, but he didn't swing. And now the count swells in his favor at 2-1. Glad you can join me here. What's at stake? Houston wins Game 6. They win the World Series Commissioner's Trophy. If Philadelphia comes back and wins, we're going to do this again at 8.05 Eastern tomorrow night. Altuve, count in his favor. A little bit behind on the breaking ball. That was a sinker that didn't sink too much, but it's 2-2. For Altuve, again, his numbers in the regular season, 328 home runs, 57 RBI, 87 strikeouts, 66 walks. He is a flat-out beast no matter what you think of. That guy's going to the Hall of Fame as long as they're all eligible for it. Altuve drives this one down the left field line. This is going to split the gap. Schorber's going to have to play this one on a hop. Schorber still can't locate it. I don't know if Altuve was running the whole way. He's going to take a, a double, safe one at that. And that's going to bring up Jeremy Pena. And you get a situation where Pena gets a single again, you're easily scoring on second base side of it. And 103rd career postseason hit tied for fourth most in MLB history, Jorge Posada. Well, the Houston Astros are always in the postseason, so that makes no uh, mistake about it. And he got all of it on the knuckle curve, and he drove it down the left field line. Shorebird didn't do a great job of cutting that off, to be honest with you. He's lucky, honestly, as he... Uh, Shrugs his head. Again, Schrober very demonstrative when he feels like he made a mistake. But another situation where Pena gets a base hit, it's 5-1. You walk Pena, pitch to Alvarez, it could be 6-1. So postseason, 351, two singles and a run score. They're training an MVP for Pena right now. Don't blame him because he's probably going to be the World Series MVP. Jordan Alvarez had the biggest shot of it so far to maybe clinch it here for the Astros. But Pena, over the long stretch, you'd be very hard-pressed to not give him the MVP. <clears throat> As he looks back there with JT Realmuto and the umpire to make sure that that was a strike, and then he shakes his head and digs back into the box. 0-1 against Jeremy Pena. 253, 22 bombs, 63 RBI. As the 0-1 is delivered, and he swings and misses on the knuckle curve. Makes it 0-2. Again, the 253, 22 bombs, 63 RBI is essentially the same season that you already have with Correa, but also at like $140 million less. So that's what's going to allow Alvarez and Bregman and Tucker to be re-signed. And that's what's big for the Houston Astros. You cannot put a price on that when you're able to re-sign those big boys that are all in their prime. And you got Pena, who's playing at the number two hole like one of the best players in baseball. And right now in the postseason, is the best player in baseball. Pena swings and misses, but I don't think he's going to mind that too much. As that ends the seventh, Phillies, six outs. They need runs. Houston, six outs away from immortality. It's Veerling, Sosa, and Schwarber do up next. Come right back. We'll see what happens on the top of the eighth. So here's a chance right now for Bryson Stott as Matt Veerling is going to go take a seat for the pinch hit side. The... Philadelphia Phillies have just six outs to work with, and they have to get three runs to tie, and they got to do it against Abreu and Presley in an ERA that's already below .82 with every second. What a play by Bregman as he puts the glove down and smashes the rocket and catches it in his glove. One up, one down. You couldn't hit it much harder, but a great play there by Alex Bregman as he stays stone-faced. He was... 
in the hot corner side of it. It knocked him down. He made a great play on the third base side. One up, one down. As we're going to go back to, as long as we don't have any other changes there, this is Brandon Marsh. So you went from what you just saw in the sense of Bryson Stott and now Brandon Marsh. You got the same kind of order here. Now they're going to empty the tank here as Rob Thompson in the uh, bench bat side as he takes a knuckle curve a little bit low. And he's saying, man, you've been calling that a ball all night. Then you call it a strike. What are you going to call it? Philly's offense, 8 for their last 92. That is not good. 41 strikeouts. So I'm going to put that in there as well. Marsh going to wait on the 0-1 as the fastball hits a little bit off the outside corner. just want to make sure I type this in. apologize for the momentary lapse. So 8 for the last 92 are the Phillies offense with 41 strikeouts. Top of the 8th. I mean, that's dead silent cold. 1-1 now. Abreu. Fastball. Just outside at 98. That one was close and enticing, but a good job there by Marsh. Just to be able to keep his eye on it. 2-1 now is the count. Houston, five outs away from winning this thing and winning the Commissioner's Trophy. Brian Abreu and Ryan Presley will be there. There really is no questions about it there. You feel pretty good if you're a Houston Astros fan. Marsh, and off the hands, going to hit this deep toward the air near the warning track. College Tucker will casually make the catch as he goes in between center and right field, center right field. Makes the catch, and now we go back to the top of the order with Kyle Schwarber. So if Kyle Schwarber doesn't reach, it'll be Hoskins, Real Muto, and Harper in the ninth. I mean, that's the really the last call there for the Phillies. they got to be able to do the damage and lift this over. There really is nothing else you can say. So Schwarber, again, he's the only one that's delivered offense here for Philadelphia, and that's kind of been the problem over the last uh, 27 let me get my outs correct. Over the last uh, 27 innings, it's going to be three runs of offense, and that's just not good enough. Kyle Schwarber swings and misses as he's way out in front of the slider, a little bit low. Perfect pitch there by Abreu as it was going to almost catch the black anyway. It had nothing to do but swing at him. You can see why Abreu making pitches like that, why he's so nasty. 0-1 against Schwarber. This one down in the dirt, and Schroeber will spit on it. It's 1-1. Again, Houston, four outs away from winning the World Series. They have a 4-1 lead, and they got to feel pretty good with this back end of this bullpen. Again, toward the seventh inning side, if you were going to the numbers of it, let's just say it, and I'll have to just go ahead and make sure that I uh, change my copy-paste side of it, so let me do that right now. So it was last 8 for 92 with 41 strikeouts. If we scroll all the way down where the notes are, the Houston Astros ERA has gone even lower than this because that was from last time. They're sitting at 085 with 26 innings pitched. And that's going to probably go even lower after all of this. So, I mean, they have been absolutely dominant. They've been one of the best ever on that side of it. I think they were third in history. One and two. Schorber shows the bunt. He bunts it foul. That is a poor at-bat. And now Houston, three outs away as Brian Abreu does the job. And honestly, I scratched my head at that one. Houston, one more time at the bat rack. That could be all they need. And we'll see what happens in the bottom of the eighth.
So all they need right now, Dusty Baker, most wins, no World Series titles, 2,093 wins. That's the only thing he doesn't have as a manager. He's got it as a player. He's got a big-time opportunity right now to get it. So it is the closer, David Robertson. Six and two-thirds, one earned run, five walks, ten strikeouts in postseason games. Three innings pitched, four strikeouts, no earned runs. Bryson Stott in at short. Brandon Marsh will play center as the substitutions come in. And they're pretty much the monetary starters that you saw in the starting lineup for every game in Philadelphia, 3-4-5. and five. So Jordan Alvarez is up at the box now. It's going to be 3-4-5 and five for the Houston Astros, who they don't need any more runs, but they have a chance to really go ahead and put more distance between themselves. All they really care about right now is getting the final three outs. Then the bottom of the eighth, Jordan Alvarez is going to go take a seat. So this is a chance now for Alex Bregman after Alvarez punches out. So Alex Bregman again, 28 years of age, 259, 23 bombs, 93 RBI in the regular season. And I have to mention this again. And between Alvarez, Bregman, and Tucker, probably going to win the World Series tonight. But in the sense of a couple of years from now, you got to figure out what you're doing with the trifecta. And again, between 25, 28, and 25 years of age, respectively, those guys are going to be signed. But I think the main thing is Jeremy Pena is doing the same type of damage Correa did at $100 million less. So that's going to allow you to be able to keep those guys signed and keep the machine going if you're a Houston Astros fan. I mean, there is no question those are the guys that you want. I don't really anticipate this team changing too much in the offseason, but it's very important to keep Alvarez, Bregman, and Tucker signed, which I imagine Houston's going to do. So 0-1. Knuckle curve. This is in off the hands. Bregman smokes it way foul. Down the left field line as Dusty Baker looks on. He's been chewing on that toothpick, but not as much now because Houston's got a 4-1 lead. It was a Jordan Alvarez three-run shot in the bottom of the six, and it was a solo shot by Kyle Schwarber in the top of the six. That's been a run scoring. After that three-run shot there by Alvarez, it was a single there from Christian Vasquez that scored Bregman off of a walk. And that's the scoring in totality as Houston leads 4-1. It's a 1-2 count against Bregman. It's one out in the bottom of the eighth. And let me just give you the other momentary reset there in the sense of four runs and six hits for Houston, one run, two hit, one error for the Philadelphia Phillies right now. And that's just three runs in the last three games for Philadelphia, and that's just not going to get it done. After they felt like Thanos at Citizens Bank Park and they could do nothing wrong, Houston kind of locked in with that bullpen. And again, it was a 0.88 average for the closers there, so you're not touching them at all. And that was through six, and now we're at the bottom of the eighth, so that number's gone down. And they're all righties. So it doesn't matter if you get the lefty matchup there, which Philadelphia's got a lot of them. They are just destroying the Phillies on that side of it. They, they are keeping them silenced. So full count now for Bregman, so that will mean Kyle Tucker is going to get set to do battle once again. But we got to wait on the full count pitch first. So Robertson, pitch number 10. He's the closer here for Philadelphia. Again, he was out of baseball a few seasons ago there. Again, he was the former beast for the New York Yankees. And then they had to go make sure Robertson was healthy, give him a chance to get a deal, minor league deal, come back on, and there you go. You're the closer. I mean, if you're the uh, Philadelphia Phillies, you got to think about it as well in the sense of the teams that you beat. 
I mean, you went ahead and you took out the Team of Destiny in the term of St. Louis Cardinals in the wild card. You defeated the defending champion Atlanta Braves as Bregman launches this to left field. And you also got the Padres, so is Bregman going to have a double? He is hustling in there. Schwarber trying to get that in. He is safe! Bregman able to hustle in and get a double. And credit to Alex Bregman. He never stopped running. He hustled as soon as he got out of the box. Some of these players can be guilty of not doing that. And now, Houston has a chance to add on runs with one out. Bregman trying to get the hand in off the bag. And we're getting the close look on the Fox side. He got that finger jammed in there a little bit. But he got there just in time before the throw. So good job by Alex Bregman to be able to hustle in and get there safe. What I was going to say was, you think about Philadelphia. This has been a hell of a run for them. And getting through the Cardinals, getting through... The Atlanta Braves, the defending World Series champions, and then the Padres, who traded for Juan Soto and Josh Hader. That's no easy feat. So for everybody that said the Houston Astros were going to win in the sweep or win in five, I picked the Houston Astros to win in six from the initial start of it, from the Game 1 story coverage at hopelessportsguide.wordpress.com. That's where you'll find the story today. If you want to follow along, uh, John Ott at Facebook, or John Ryan Ott at Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube side if you want to follow along. That's just where it is, all one word, all together, John Ryan Ott. So, I picked the Astros to win in six, but it's a situation where you got to give the Philadelphia Phillies their flowers. Yes, they're going to fall to a stronger team, and a team that maybe, depending on where you are on the side of the rationalities, I understand. I'm trying to be as impartial as possible, and I will have something to say during the World Series moment, just like... Bob Costas did before when they advanced in the round. But Philadelphia is a good team. I don't expect that to change much. Dave Dombrowski, the former GM of the Detroit Tigers. you got Nick Castellanos in there. That's a little bit interesting how that's all kind of turned around. This is a team in JT Real Muto and Schwarber and Bryce Harper that, look, they had to do the damn job. You had Nolan Wheeler. Those guys are signed. If, if they're not getting the job done... It's over, and you got Rob Thompson having to take over for a 22-29 and 29 Joe Girardi. It's a hell of a story. And on the other side for the Houston Astros is we're still looking around to make sure Bregman's okay. I don't know if there's a challenge or anything. Right now, Segura and Bregman are talking to each other. That's why I'm talking to you. In the sense of what's going on right now for Houston, it's 106-56. and 56. They were able to get a little bit of a uh, reprieve as far as what they were doing because they won a lot of games. You go ahead and you get over the Seattle Mariners, you sweep the New York Yankees, it's about as good as you like. And I think they're challenging the call. They're going to call the runner out. And again, I said runner safe, and I looked at it secondary, and I'm thinking I thought he was safe already, unless they're going to say that he somehow took his hand off the back. So my apologies. I actually thought Bregman was safe by a lot. <laughs> Goes to show what I have, I guess, with the four eyes, I don't have enough. So, two outs, and now that'll bring up Alex or Kyle Tucker. Christian Vasquez would be next if Tucker reaches. Again, Tucker was the hero in Game 1, and that was a game that Philadelphia came back and won 6-5. He had two bombs and a single. 0-2 with a walk in this game right now. 208, three home runs, six RBI. And you got to think the one home run, two home runs and four RBI were from Game 1. Beautiful knuckle curve, and that's called a ball. Okay. So strike zone's been all inconsistent all night long between both of these teams, but you can't fight it. Both these teams know that. you got to swing if it's close. But again, 
Houston not caring too much about what else they want to add, although Bregman, that was a great at bat. I thought that was a good hustle by him anyway. Tucker swings and misses on the knuckle curve. He bit on that about 10 feet below the zone. Ryan Presley is the one getting warm, as you would expect. For Dusty Baker, I think that they said this a little bit in game one. Why didn't they pull Justin Verlander a little bit soon? And why do they do certain things for Houston now? I don't think there really was much for Dusty Baker to be able to do. He knows his bullpen's really good. You want to go with the ace on the mound that had a 177 ERA. He got lit up for five runs. It happens. Justin Verlander's number in the World Series was 0-7 and ERA over 6. He rebounded pretty nicely there in Game 5, did he not, when he gave up just one run? And every other situation, it's not like Dusty Baker had to manage out of his skull. He's got the pieces in front of him. All he's got to do is do the job. He's a professional. The main thing for Dusty Baker is now it's 1-2. Tucker hits us off the end of the bat. We'll see if Marsh can get there. We'll see if Schrober calls him off. Schrober catches it. But the main thing, and then I'll close out my thought, the main thing for Dusty Baker was to come in after the scandal and quell the tide and get these guys back in the World Series and win. They're three outs away from doing so. Come right back. We'll get the official call at the top of the ninth. Ryan Presley is going to try to finish it off here for the Astros. So Ryan Presley, this is his time right now, as he's got the uh, headset thing on, and they're trying to get the call. He can't hear right now. He's like, balls and autos. I can't hear. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what you want me to throw. As we're back underneath the broadcaster, now it's kind of a little funny there between Presley and Maldonado in a situation where it maybe isn't so funny. I'll even admit to you, Lauren, when I'm trying to be impartial on the broadcast side of it, I was a little sick to my stomach when I saw the Jordan Alvarez home run. I'm not going to lie to you. I'll be honest. But in the sense of when you've seen that and you can't even communicate, it's a good job by the fans on both sides. You'd be loud and you'd be into it. There's Philadelphia fans in there. You'd be loud and you'd be into it as well. I don't know if I'd pay $3,500 for a ticket unless I know my team's going to win, but it's still cool to be there nonetheless. So it's going to be 2-3-4 here for Rob Thompson's squad, and this is last call. Houston Astros are three outs away from the World Series. they got a 4-1 lead. they got their closer on the mound, and Hoskins pounds this one, but it's strike one. He That looked like that was going to be dead set for the bat path. And somehow, I think Hoskins actually swung through it rather than smacking it down the uh, left field line. So now 0-1 as Presley gets set to deliver. He gets a set from Maldonado. Another knuckle curve. This one a little bit inside. Uh, again, Lauren, on the set for Twitter Spaces, I appreciate it. Uh, Strike Zone's been very inconsistent if you haven't followed along all night between both teams. Uh, both teams have had a lot to complain about. But you do have to fight through it if it's close. And Hoskins got to find his pitch right now. Hoskins in Real Muto been a little cold. Hoskins will put this down the third base line. That's kind of been a problem there for the Phillies. You only had one run, you know, averaged over the last, if this goes all the way through, 20, 27 innings. And Bryce Harper, every time he's gone up to the bat rack to go up to the dish, he's always by himself. There's nobody on base. So... Presley, chance to punch out Hoskins here and get the Astros two outs away from immortality. He swings. He's going to lift this one to King Tuck. He's going to make the catch. Two outs away are the Houston Astros, and if I have to make this call, I'll just do it to the best of my ability. But I shudder a little bit. I'm sorry, folks. I can't lie to you. So JT Realmuto is two outs away now. 276 in the regular season, 22 home runs, 84 RBI. The last couple of games, 
it's been rough with Hoskins and Real Muto in the sense of this. They've just struck out too much. And it's going to be real tough now. They've got to get anything going that they can. I don't care what it is. It's a duck snort, a, a ball, a good drive there by Real Muto. And that's going to be a base hit. So Phillies aren't done yet. Bryce Harper has got a chance with one out, top of the ninth. Although they got to get three runs made up here. Bryce is coming up to the dish right now. So Presley needs the final two outs. He's five pitches into his night right now. 4-1 is your score as Bryce Harper is due up. Again, I think it's a situation if you're Ryan Presley, two-run home run is not going to hurt you. I'm not walking Bryce Harper. I'm going to go ahead and go right at him as much as I can. That's the only thing you can do right now if you're Ryan Presley. His run means nothing, even though Bryce is 0 for 3 with a ground on two strikeouts. His run means nothing, and you have to just go right after it if you're Presley. Presley digs in on the first pitch. Harper hits this one. It's going to be a can of corn to Jordan Alvarez. The Houston Astros are one out away from immortality. And that's going to bring up Nicholas Castellanos. So if we go to all this stuff here for Houston, they last won in 2017 when it was the scandal, the sign stealing, the buzzers, when you saw the shirt there for Altuve, he knows he didn't want to get ripped off. They lost A.J. Hinch, their manager, and Jeff Luna was fired, their GM. They've appeared in the World Series in 2019 where they lost to the Nationals. They appeared in 2021 when they lost to the Braves. Yes, they're a great organization, but have they ever really been punished? It's going to be utter elation right now. So all they did in that sense was lose two draft picks in 20 and 21 as Castellanos puts this down the right field line. Can Tucker get to it? The Houston Astros have won the World Series for the first time since 2017. And again, they are back in from 2017 when they won, when they lost in 2019 and 2021. They are your 2022 World Series champions. Whether you hate them or not, they are here to stay. Houston, H-Town are kings again. And let me go ahead and end it like this. In the sense of everything that we talked about in between 2017 with the buzzers and the sign-stealing scandal and everything with A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lunau, right? Everything that went from 2017, the title doesn't get stripped away. 2018 Red Sox, title doesn't get stripped away. You get a chance in 2019 where it hurt a little bit, right? You lost to the Nationals. 2020, you go through the COVID side, there's no irate fans. There's nobody else to get in your way if you're Houston. You kind of skate through all of that, right? Then you get back in there in 2021, you lose to the Braves, but you still have the same kind of organization. You go ahead and you get pieces there. Jeremy Pena comes in, he does everything that they needed to do as far as Carlos Correa, right? It's like $130 million cheaper. Jeremy Pena essentially gives you a 24 years of age, 253 average, 22 bombs, 63 RBI. He replaces Correa effectively in a single season. All Houston did 
was give up two of their top draft picks. And when you knew that they were already going to be in the semblance of competing in the World Series, what have they really given up in between all these teams? Uh, what, a, a 28th? A 29th first-rounder? What does that even mean to them? What have they paid? A maximum $5 million fine? What have they paid and what have they served? And how has any of the stuff, I just want to throw this out there, how has any of the stuff that they've gone, done gone back to go back and bite them in the mouth and bite them in the face? It hasn't. All the stuff that happened in between Houston and all the stuff that happened in between the Boston Red Sox, nothing was stripped and nothing was lost. And even on the Red Sox side, it brought back Alex Cora. And even on the Astros side, I thought you made the perfect hire after losing A.J. Hinch for a year to go back and bring in Dusty Baker to bring that father figure to quell everything back in, just like Jim Leland would be on the opposite side of it, to quell everything back in, bring back where the Houston Astros are supposed to be, competing for World Series and competing for titles, and making it all about baseball. So Houston never had to suffer, just like the Red Sox, for any of the things that happened. And whether it's fans like me, when you think about baseball and all that stuff, they're right back in the driver's seat. They've lost over the last few years. They won in 2017. They lost in 2019, 2021. All they gave up was a couple firsts. They're right back here. They went in 2022. And everyone else, you just have to eat crow because they're not going anywhere. The only thing you have to figure out for the Astros right now is they're talking to Jose Altuve. And again, all these, you know, this is a great team and they're going to be back again. But all you have to talk about one more time is you sign. Alvarez, Bregman, and Tucker when they're free agents in two years. You maybe lose Altuve. You maybe lose Maldonado. But what else do you really change? Everyone else is coming back, and everyone else is going to do damage. And this is a team, and they're between Olin Ryan that's on there in Houston, and when you go from Texas to Houston on that side, this is a team that's going to have to be reckoned with, whether everybody likes it or not, for the foreseeable future. And they're not going anywhere. And this is coming from someone that feels a little bit uneasy about what I see on the screen right now. I'm not going to lie to you. This is someone that also broadcasting from uh, the Michigan side where I feel good for Justin Verliner, but I also don't feel good because knowing that everyone else had to deal with all of it. And if I'll take this one step further, Garrett Cole took his money and went to New York, but Garrett Cole was also one of those guys that didn't want to have to answer the questions every day. And I don't blame them for that side of it because that can't be easy to do. So it's the second World Series title for the Houston Astros, and it's their second title since 2017, and it's, let's count it, one, two, three, four World Series appearances for the Astros from 2017 to 2022. There really is nothing else you can say about it. This is a team that's going to be here for a long time, and whether you like it or not, H-Town, champions again. Guys, I humbly appreciate it, and also I want to mention this. For the Philadelphia Phillies and everyone else that's kind of feeling it right now. It was a hell of a run. Rob Thompson takes over at 22 and 29 side of it. They were up against it. And Dave Dombrowski, I mean, there really wasn't much you can do in between JT Real Muto or Bryce Harper or Nick Castellanos or Zach Wheeler, Erlen Nola. You got the guys that you have. They're signed and they're signed through. And they got to be able to find a way to make this work. And what happens? You go from 22 to 29 to 87 to 75. Rob Thompson takes over. 
The Philadelphia Phillies, they beat the St. Louis Cardinals in the wild card 2-0 with 6-3-2-0 victories. They beat the defending champion Atlanta Braves 3-1 in the series. They win 7-6, lose 3-0, win 9-1-8-3. They win the NLCS against the San Diego Padres, who got Juan Soto and also traded for Josh Hader. They won 2-0, lost 8-5, 1-4-2, 10-6, and 4-3. And they took the Houston Astros to six games. The one thing you can say with the Philadelphia Phillies is, yes, their offense kind of deplenished in between games 4, 5, and 6, but you also had a closeout that you have to mention for the Houston Astros in the sense of it was a minimum of 28 innings pitched and the ERA was below 0.8. It was an all-time history, an all-time set in runs, and it's not something that's changed much. So the Houston Astros are World Series champions again. The last time they tasted it was 2017. They won in 2022. And they are your champions for the 2022 MLB season. And I would imagine, whether anyone likes it or not, they will be back. And they're going to have something to say when the 22-23 season kicks off again in March. As always, guys, I humbly appreciate anyone that followed along on Twitter Spaces. It's been active tonight. And on the YouTube side, it's been active tonight. Take care, everyone. We will see you in 2023 when the MLB season kicks off again. As far as my official coverage, before I get the heck out of here, I will be back in between NBA and NHL coverage. I usually put my week coverage on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube in between Ad John Ryan Ott. You can also follow on Instagram at TBU Gunslinger, all one word. I will get you back to my official coverage in between the NBA and the NHL. And hopefully when we get NHL coverage, it will be Cooper Hopkins and myself getting back into the Calgary Flames games and some of the local coverage for the Red Wings and everything else because I love all that stuff. So I will get back to my normal schedule now that the World Series is over, and I will talk to you guys next week. Have a good one, everybody. We'll be back with more live streams. I humbly appreciate it, guys. I will talk to you soon. Peace.